Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Welcome to another episode of Dangerous World, and this is the Monday Night Master Debaters, of course, with Matt from The Great Deception. Uh, always, always a great time. Gives me a little reason to look forward to Mondays, even though I uh, don't have a conventional work week. So Monday is my Thursday, if that makes sense. But everyone hates Mondays. It seems like a trendy thing to say, so we'll stick with it over here. Um, on this episode... You know, Matt is the one that hosts all of these things, and I recommend that you listen to them over there the week that he releases them, always a week before myself. Um, But, you know, always I'm going to be uh, adding some extra content in here at the beginning just to give you a reason. And um, for whatever reason, if you're not following Matt, um, you know, and, and listening to his show on a regular basis, which you should be, um, just because it's great. You know, it's it's a lot different than my show. But he does um, alternative history, which is seeming more and more like real history to me. He's got the facts to back it up. He does his research, uh, usually longer episodes, real in-depth, great, great stuff that he's doing. So if you want one of those things, if the stuff I'm saying is frustrating you because it's about the government and it's about these asshole secret societies that are fucking our lives up in every which way. Maybe go and like decompress a little bit and maybe also kind of learn how we got here. You know what I mean? How we got in the position that we're in because he goes over some of these things and, um, you know, how, how history repeats itself. These people don't have an original playbook. You know what I mean? So, um, again, check that out. But in this episode, um, you know, Shayla and Frazier, who don't have a podcast, um, I think that they plan on starting one. I I'm, I'm, don't hold my feet to the fire on that one. But I um, thought that I'd heard her say that. And they're just fun, good old Canadian folks. You know what I mean? Uh, when I say old, they're younger than me. So, you know, it's just a figure speech. But we have him, uh, them two on. And then we also have Vince from VJM Publishing. He is the Kiwi that I spoke with. And uh, he wrote The Elemental Elementalism and Clown World Chronicles. Very intelligent dude. Sharp guy fun fun guy to talk with kind of challenges me on my beliefs a little bit and uh, i like having those conversations so this was i believe matt said the longest monday night master debaters that we'd ever done um i know you're familiar with the show because you've heard them on my feed before i don't know if this is the longest one it didn't feel like it it felt pretty short actually and um you know i don't know it's just uh one of those things where it's kind of uh you know time flies when you're having fun i guess And I should say, before I kind of get into this weird stuff that I wanted to talk about, just two quick things, really. Um, There is a holiday today, right? I wanted to release this for you all on Mother's Day. So all the mothers out there, um, you know, if you're like my mom and you like to be alone sometimes, you know, I used to ask her what she wanted for her birthday and she like 
just for all you guys to leave the house and just so I could sit here and be alone and relax because she's always working. She's a hardworking lady. And, you know, when she's not working, she's making dinner for her family and stuff like that. So just sitting down and relaxing is sometimes a nice thing for mothers to do. Um, if you're a father and you have a beautiful lady in your life that's raising kids, uh, you know, do something good for her, man. And then, of course, everyone probably has a mother. Um, even Jesus had a mother, right? As the story goes. So, you know, just happy Mother's Day to everybody, man. You know, it's a, it's a tough time out there. Stressful, even more so than usual. Um, not that this is like going to make your Mother's Day great, you know, getting some... Uh, some shit talking content but uh you know if you're driving on the way to go hang out with your mom or whatever you can throw this on and if not listen to it monday like it's intended to be so um i wanted to share a story with you real quick before i get into this topic of ancestry and uh blackstone buying this thing back in 2020 but it's recirculating right now and i was looking into it found some really interesting stuff that the mormons do with genealogy and it's not me picking on the mormons um there's actually a great friend of the show that was raised mormon and both my grand my my grandmother who's passed away she was mormon technically i mean she wasn't really a practicing one she would sip on booze and you know not heavily but both my grandmas are mormon to say to to make a long story short here you know my my grandma that's still alive uh has converted recently after she lost her husband um you know i think that there's something that that church does for a lot of people especially when they're in their older years where it's a real sense of community so this is not me in any way shit talking the mormons um even though i think that it is a little bit of a cult aspect i think any religion can be if you take them too serious so i'm not not going to be talking any shit but i wanted to share this story real quick Um, So a lot of you probably know what I do for a living or have an idea. I go, you know, grocery store to grocery store and uh, service for a certain company, Uh, service to stores on behalf of this company, I should say. And, uh, you know, I'm stocking products and, and, you know, breaking down deliveries from semi trucks and stuff. And uh, I was I was at a Safeway, which is I don't know if everyone has Safeways around the the uh, country here, but. Safeway is a mid-scale grocery store. You know, you got your Walmart and your fries that are kind of super cheap, uh, basic stores. Safeway is kind of like a mid-level thing, right? It's not quite as high end as Sprouts or Whole Foods, but the prices are kind of high, okay? Um, more crafty foods, um, some some special brands and so on. And, um, you know, I'm working in this, in this aisle and I see the... Uh, where I'm at, I can see the cash registers, right? And the manager, who I'm somewhat cool with, he comes up and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to pretend I'm talking to you, but I'm going to watch this lady right here because it looks like she stole some stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, so we're sitting there, we're bull- bullshitting, and um, you know me, I got to bring up the uh, the shitty politics that makes this whole situation possible because uh, they're not allowed to do anything at stores, you know what I mean? If you're stealing something, unless they deliberately see you, whether it's on camera or whether they see you with their own eyeballs, um, which this guy did, he did see this lady putting all kinds of shit in her purse. And then apparently she shoved something in between her cleavage too, is what this guy was saying. Um, real professional dude, but, um, he was, he's not the, the highest up at the store, you know, and he's saying, man, I'm talking, uh, so-and-so's on the phone here on the headset you know they got little secret service fucking uh earpieces like this is the 
important shit. And um, he's saying, you know, man, she's got, she probably took some expensive stuff, you know, some cosmetics, shit like that. And I'm like, well, dude, what are you waiting for? Like, she's clearly stealing it. Go and get it back from her. You know, like, are you going to wait till she goes outside? Because I thought that's when you can't really do much about it. Right. Or I was like, are you calling the cops? What are you doing? He's like, dude, we can't do anything. And so I was like, well, why are you watching her? And he's like, well, I kind of wanted to see if she's actually stealing. And he's on the headset with his boss. And the boss is like, yeah, man, we can't do anything. You know what I mean? And I didn't think that that was a policy here in Tucson. You know what I mean? Arizona is a fairly conservative state. Um, they'll have you believing that. Uh, did I say Tucson's a fairly conservative state or Arizona? Because Tucson is actually a fairly liberal city. Um, but obviously we follow the the politics of the governor, basically, who's a rhino. He's uh, he even uses a fake name, allegedly. Um, his real name is Roscoe. Doug Ducey is his name, but. Supposedly Doug Roscoe is his real name. I don't know if that's true. I've I've heard a lot of uh, allegations that he is a mafia connected dude from uh, the Midwest, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he owns Cold Stone Creamer and all that shit. But anyway, um, I thought that we didn't have that policy here. I thought that if someone was shoplifting, didn't matter the size of the shoplifting, whether it's a candy bar or a bottle of freaking champagne or whatever, um, or in this case, cosmetics, there's no minimum value that you could you know, go after these people if they're stealing, right? Theft is theft. And uh, apparently that's not the case. And apparently that's not really the case anywhere. Um, Unless I'm completely misunderstanding what this guy said. And he said that the policy changed at the beginning of this year. So, you know, when you start seeing all these videos in California and they're like, well, here's liberal California. People are allowed to steal all kinds of shit. It's not as brazen here. Uh, but apparently it's going on. And um, this girl, not to stereotype, but she looked like your typical Antifa chick, pink hair. Not a, I don't know what she was doing with cosmetics. because She wasn't wearing any to go to the grocery store. She looked like me in a wig. I'll tell you that right now. She did not look good. Uh, shave my beard um, and put some put a padded bra on me. And I look like this girl. OK, because I actually do have long hair, um, but dye my hair pink. OK. Very, very unfortunate to see that, though, because, you know, while we have inflation and all kinds of other ways, people are stealing products that are not necessary. Okay, I can not agree, but I can understand why someone would steal food. I've actually done it before. When I was right out of high school, I had stolen food just because I was freaking broke. You know what I mean? I just got my first um, apartment and I don't even think that we made one successful full rent payment on time between me and the other kid. Um, and we had two months free, the first two months free. So that'll let you know um, how bad we were at managing money back then. But yeah, man, just a, a wild situation. You've got all the things burning down, these factories and these storage facilities, people stealing. Um, it's just wild. It's too much adding up. You know, I used to think that it was incompetence that was causing all of this stuff, but it seems like a very, very manufactured uh destruction of our system and you know there's people that have been saying that for a while and i think it's becoming apparent very apparent for even people that aren't conspiratorial in nature i mean this guy not a conspiracy theorist by any means he forgot the word for the pandemic you know he was like ever since the the it starts with a p i was like pandemic he's like yes the pandemic so you know there's people that don't pay attention to this stuff but they're starting to notice and um i think that's when you know, some change may happen, I hope, 
But uh, man, I don't know. It's just it's a very, very sad situation to see, you know, these stores with these honest bosses inside the stores. And their hands are tied, you know, they can't do anything to protect their own business. And yeah, he doesn't own stock in the in the store or anything. But you know, it's if they lose too much money, he could potentially be on the chopping block. You know what I mean? So it's just sad. I, I don't like seeing it. Um, I'm not big on corporations, as you know, but man, I, I think that there is an honest way to do business and an honest way to be a patron of a store. So I'll get off my soapbox here, but it's just, it was a very interesting situation. I just thought like, wow, I didn't really think that that was the case here. Um, it kind of lets you know that you can just steal, which is fucked up. You know what I mean? I'm sure a lot of people can justify it. I really don't have a problem with people doing anything to like Walmarts and stuff. But um, at the same time, if we didn't have those companies, a lot of us wouldn't have extra money. So it is a give and take. It's a delicate balance. Um, but yeah, just a wild, wild little uh, situation that went on today. So I'll move on to this uh, thing that I wanted to get into real quick. It's a shorter little segment, but um, this whole black stone, not black rock, which I'll get into that a little bit. Um, black stone back in 2020, when the pandemic was kicking off, right. Bought ancestry.com. Um, I believe it was a 75% stake. If I'm looking, if I'm understanding it correctly for $4.7 billion. Okay. Now, for some reason it's recirculating. This information is getting back out there on like Reddit and shit like that, which I don't spend any time on. It was actually a, um, Instagram buddy that sent me the uh the information and man it was just weird it was really really kind of like a mind-blowing thing but uh i was trying to find who it was i can't find i should have done that earlier i always think like it'd be nice to shout people out and then i completely miss on it so you know who you are if you're listening i appreciate it man because yeah it got me looking and it's funny because you know with with the whole idea of sending your data in um, you know, your genetic data to try and find out a little bit about your family history, right? Where you come from? Are you, uh, you know, predisposed to heart disease or diabetes or, or Alzheimer's, any of these uh, genetic based conditions or, you know, forward genetic forward conditions. But you also got to see that, okay, even if people aren't doing that, there was a ton of people that had to give their DNA over for uh covid right and this is the it works out in the timeline when these folks bought it when blackstone bought it now matt anderson who is a spokesperson for blackstone said that they bought ancestry just because it was an industry leader they didn't buy it because they have access to a ton of dna right i mean keep in mind that they own nearly every drug company out there and they're essentially the same company as blackrock but it's a complicated situation now it's not just as straightforward as saying that they're partners or that they're owned by each other um but i will say that they're not official partners um it's 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 like i said it's complicated so you have black rock coming out of black stone uh three years later uh after black stone's inception which i believe was 85 and then black rock comes about in 88 which i spoke about right and these two dudes sit down Right. Larry Fink and Steve Schwartzman, who is the CEO for Blackstone, they sit down when Larry Fink wants to start his own thing and they intentionally come up with a name that would be confusing 
despite all of the ad, uh, the uh, the uh, advisors for both of the gentlemen and the companies saying like don't call it Blackstone or Black Pebble that was another name getting kicked around keep black out of the name because it's just going to confuse these people um you know your clients or if one takes off and the other doesn't it's going to uh you know make the laggard you know or, or it's going to compare the the leader with the laggard right um kind of making it so that they neither one of them can really skyrocket which we've found is not the case it just did not work out like that at all um so yeah just a, a an interesting little thing but in uh, 87 a year before BlackRock even started, which is interesting, you have uh, a 50-50 partnership with Larry Fink and um, uh, Steve Schwartzman. Sorry. So the 50-50 partnership the year before BlackRock is officially a company. And then later, supposedly, uh, Blackstone sells their uh, their stake, you know? which the guy acts like this is his worst ever business decision. Schwartzman does. But um, I don't know if you've heard much about like how Standard Oil had to break up into all these fake companies where, you know, Shell and Exxon and all these things, they really kind of have the same master, right? But they're, they're meant to look like different companies and all these companies collude and work together to make sure that prices are similar between each uh, gas station, right? Or supplier of, of the gas. That's exactly what I think is going on here. Um, I think that it's intentionally confusing. I think that, um, you know, I, show me any proof that these guys aren't colluding. I mean, they were buddies when they split the company. Usually people aren't friends and then they're like, hey, we got a good thing going here. Let's start another one. You know, it, that's not how that works. You know, if I was these guys or, you know, a, a rich dude, and uh, which I'm not, but, you know, and my friend wants to start his own company. I'm like, dude, we got a great thing going here. Um, why don't you start another company? We'll pretend it's a different company and we'll work together. You know what I mean? Larry Fink, of course, goes on to create this Aladdin technology with his buddies. And they're, they're essentially dictating how the stock market moves with these high frequency trades and shit like that. So, you know, I think that the Black Rock is almost the criminal arm of Blackstone which um, I'm not saying that Blackstone's a saint, but a uh, very, very sloppy kind of uh, distinction between the two of these different companies. You know what I mean? There's it, it, The line is not a solid one. It's very, very blended with how these two interact. And um, they're still in communication today from what I understand. And I mean, there's no, no reason for either one of these, these guys to not work together, but um you know, like I was saying, they, they were real steadfast on saying, you know, we're, we're not we don't have any nefarious intentions with owning these people's DNA. We're not going to sell it to the companies that we own massive stakes in uh, to raise insurance premiums for people that have lung issues or some kind of comorbidities. Right. Um, we're not going to raise insurance premiums. Uh, you know, we're not going to do all kinds of things that you can get from genetic information. Right. Uh, potentially, you know, this is getting real out there, but potentially clones, potentially organ, uh, you know, tissue cloning and shit like that. So just a thought, right? But this Arthur uh, Kaplan, he's a professor of uh, bioethics at New York University, straight up said, you know, he doesn't believe for a second that your genetic data is safe with Blackstone. 
Um, and he, he reminds people, you know, users of direct to consumer genetic products should always remember that they are voluntarily giving their data, um, their DNA to companies whose goal is to make money from that DNA. Um, and then, you know, there's countless, countless people. Um, there was a Laura River that also said this, just bioethics individuals are completely against this. And they're by no means conservative in nature, right? These are pretty liberal people. And in the process of kind of looking into all this stuff, I found some really, really interesting information about some OG uh, gene collectors. And again, this isn't meant to sound like anything negative about the Mormon church, the Latter-day Saints, right? Um, But I came across this article called The Truth Behind the Underground Mormon Genealogy Database. This is on a really interesting website that I just stumbled across, topsecretwriters.com. I'm sure that it is one of these websites that is heavily uh, wrong on all that they say, right? According to the uh, the main sources. But this is back from 2012. This is an older article. Um, but I found it some, to be some mind-blowing information. And I'll just read through it. It's a, actually a short article here, but it kind of gives a brief history of the Mormons and their data collection. And there was big rumors going around that Mormons had started Ancestry and that um, there's actually proof that the Mormon church has baptized people after they're dead, um, whether it's taking DNA uh, or, or you know, genetic data like this and baptizing it um, or actually taking the body, from what I understand. Um, in one infamous case of a Holocaust survivor, obviously a Jewish individual, and they baptized uh, this man, I believe, in the, well, we want to be careful calling people men these days, Baptize him in the name of Christ in the Church of Latter-day Saints, right? So very, very interesting. Seems like an occult practice. But um, yeah, let me read through this article here. So the article is titled The Truth Behind the Underground Mormon Genealogy Database. Interesting stuff here. So many people are aware of the fact that the Mormons are extremely productive genealogists, carefully collecting and cataloging records and documents about not only their own families, but the genealogy records of almost every family in the United States. The uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints started the process of putting genealogical records like birth, death, and census records onto microfilm in the 1930s. By the 1950s, the church had already built up a library of 100,000 rolls of microfilm. 100,000 rolls of microfilm. That is wild. Archiving family records of decades of Americans. A massive, quote, library of the dead is what they referred to it as. The church needed a large um, and secure location for growing its archive and so decided to uh, start blasting a cavern into the side of Little Cottonwood Canyon, burrowing nearly 700 feet into the massive granite cliffs. Eventually, the blasting crew hit a rock that it couldn't be blasted through um, as easily anymore. Plus, they struck water. The water became a resource that transformed the underground archive facility into a self-sufficient vault that could withstand a nuclear blast and provide running water to those inside. Very interesting, right? After over 50 years, the archiving records to microfilm. I'm sorry. After after over 50 years of archiving records to microfilm, the church boasts the largest genealogical collection in the world, a collection that the church is actively digitizing and offering for free to genealogists on the internet. This is a new section here. Mormon beliefs and religious motives. 
While free access to the genealogical record seems like a very charitable offering to the world, one must ask why the LDS Church invests so many resources into collecting, archiving, and sharing family records. As is usually the case with most religions, the motives are typically spiritual rather than material in nature. This is certainly the case with the particular underground endeavor. Mormon beliefs led to something called vicarious by proxy. Oh, I'm sorry, vicarious or proxy baptism. So I had only heard of it as proxy baptism. I did not realize it was vicarious uh, baptism. Obviously, same thing. But um, you see, Mormons believe that a family member can baptize a person as a Mormon, even if that person is dead. I was alluding to. Mormons believe that by baptizing a deceased family member as a Mormon, you can ensure that both they and you will be able to enter into the kingdom of God. Um, they believe, too, that the uh, according to what I was reading, they believe that if you're not baptized, you sort of go to like what sounds like purgatory. And uh, it's I think they refer to it as some sort of prison, uh, spiritual prison type thing. And until you're baptized after death then you won't actually get to heaven according to what i was looking into here um controversy surrounding the mormon beliefs and this is the uh second to last section they're all short sections here um during the 1990s an overzealous group of mormons started the practice of baptizing a total of 380,000 jewish people drawn from the names of victims that had died during the holocaust the action made it into the media and the public outrage forced the church to remove the names of all Holocaust victims and survivors from the LDS church archival records and assured the public that the posthumous baptism of those Jews would not take place unless those Jews were the ancestor of a modern Mormon who had that family member's permission. <laughs> if the family member is dead, I don't think that they can just get permission, but whatever. Um, the particular controversy reveals a much deeper pun intended, and more sinister motive behind the underground collection of human death records. I wish that I did not read the pun intended because I hate puns, but it said that. So uh, the reason of the LDS church, or I'm sorry, the reason that the LDS church is so willing to invest time, money, and other resources into constructing such a highly secure underground vault and to actively collect the records of the world's deceased is simply because the church is clearly embarking on a massive effort to posthumously baptize as many dead people as possible. Now, the last section here, Mormon rituals and underground tunnels, question mark. This reality of the motives behind the Mormon underground vault leads to additional questions. Um, is the underground vault really just a massive genealogical archival facility, or are there baptism rituals practiced in the underground temple alongside storage vaults? Now, someone quickly calls them out in the comments saying that, like, they wouldn't do this in, a, in the underground. They would do it in their temples. But anyway, to test just how extensive the Mormon collection of record is, I searched for my grandmother's name, a woman who was born in 1917 and lived in a very small northern Maine town until her death. In the Mormon digital archives at familysearch.org, I found a 1940 census of that town detailing my grandmother's marital status, birth year, name of her husband, names of children and the fact that she had lived in the same house since 1935. So pretty personal information, I would say. A devout Catholic, I can't imagine that my grandmother would be very pleased to learn that her name was part of such a religious genealogy collection. Part of the collection of names that the LDS Church very likely hopes to posthumously baptize in its massive effort to help the world achieve what it surely believes to be passage into the kingdom of God. 
What really goes on under the mountain layer, the world may never know. The LDS Church provides online digital tours of the records vault, but the tour likely doesn't show all of the rooms that are tucked away inside the secretive underground facility. And they show a little um, spot on the map of where this cave is. So I'm assuming that if you wanted to try and find it yourself, uh, you could just go to that um, area that I mentioned, the uh, Library of the Dead in Little Cottonwood Canyon. You could probably just Google search Little Cottonwood Canyon. I didn't do it. If you're interested enough, check it out. I thought that was some wild shit, though. I figured I'd share it because that's what we do here. Okay. But um, that was a longer intro than expected, guys. I hope that, uh, you know, you enjoy this conversation with uh, Shayla Frazier, um, Vince, and Matt and myself. It was a fun one. It was a long one. We got into all kinds of stuff. Flew by. Seemed like it was a 30-minute conversation. And, uh, yeah, just appreciate the support, guys. Uh, Hope that you keep listening. Hope you keep telling your friends. Leave five-star reviews. Tell your friends to leave five-star reviews. Really annoy them about the show. Make them so that they don't even want to talk to you anymore because you're just going to constantly talk about Dangerous World, okay? Um, That's what you can do. Obviously, the Patreon is the best way to support the show. And um, I know I say it a lot, but there is some really exciting stuff that I am working on, uh, not about the show specifically, but about expanding some merch. Um, and it's going to be something that, uh, I'm, I'm truly excited about. We'll see how that goes. And I don't want to talk too much about it, but just know I'm trying to come out with cool products. I'm trying to come out with fun things to, uh, you know, build a little culture around not only my podcast, but conspiracies in general. So I know there is one, but it's, uh, pretty divided and it's not such a tight knit culture and I don't think it ever really has been, but I digress Enjoy this episode uh, with these folks. Again, Monday Night Master Debaters over at The Great Deception, guys. Thanks so much for your support. Enjoy the show. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. We have a full house tonight. A bunch of new faces that I'm glad to re- uh, to unite with. And Shayla's already been on here before, but I wasn't. I have. So you were sick. Count. You were sick. Yeah. So welcome, my friends from Instagram, Shayla and Fraser. Hi. How's it going? Hi. How you guys doing? Beautiful. Better than ever, I guess. Yeah, it's a beautiful, like, well, I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but like 10 degrees Celsius here, you know, the sun's shining. We're good. <laughs> That's a good thing. Good thing. And our friend Vince, how you doing, friend? Hey, Matt, I'm doing well. I'm glad that the connection's working out better than when I was talking to Ryan last time. Seems like a quality connection this time, so it's good. I'm happy. And I learned from that podcast, it's it's cool to call you Kiwis. It's not like a, 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 a negative or derogatory term. I always I always wondered that, and uh, so now I know. No, Kiwis is cool. Kiwis <laughs> is what we normally go by. Yeah. Well, Cheap welcome, my is, friend. Is, is I'm cool. glad you could join us. <laughs> I, I love having new faces here. Ryan, how's it going, man? Good, man. Same old stuff. We'll see if our fifth will hop on. If not, she's bailed twice. And, uh, you know, it's it is what it is. But um, yeah, man, just uh, hanging out, apparently finding out that I've been poisoning myself over the last five years with the water. How crazy is that? So uh, so, guys, I I'll 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 put the link in the notes. But uh, there's this uh, website and it is called ewg.org and uh it's backslash tap water 
and you go there and what you can do is uh, put in your zip code and it will give you water. So I'm going to go to my childhood. It'll give you the contaminants in your water. So I'm going to go to my childhood home and see what it pulls up. Ooh, it's it. So it gives Ooh. us 12 contaminants detected that exceed the guidelines and then 16 in total. So we'll look. And they have. Oh, this a, one looks a lot worse than Ryan's, huh? Oof. Oh, wow. What is that first oh. one? It's trying to pronounce that. Chloromethane. It's a organic solvent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's my disgusting. God. There's 32 you times the limit of that. There's chloroform in the water at 6.6 times greater. All sorts of nitrates. And uh, oh, here we oh, go. Oh, shit. Radium. Radium some what are those trihalomethanes 154 oh, times limit so what it does is it gives you all the contaminants and then how much they are above the health guideline and man it is some scary stuff when you see it i i was freaked out and i checked mine and I, there was one in there and uh hmm. so i don't feel so bad and ryan, ryan we checked yours and what was it arsenic Arsenic, it, I think it was 1,700 times the, the uh, recommended like safe level. Because there's arsenic in all water. Um, yeah. I wonder what Ron's water supply is in his area. Because he was saying he had really high levels of arsenic. Um, but you know what? It's crazy how, how the body works, man. The human body is just such a freaking miracle, man. And you have, you're constantly being poisoned. Like with apparently at really high doses in the water. And then obviously in the air and then our food. I think that we're taking in, and obviously this has been a slow burn for humankind, right? We started off with really pure food, and now we're moving into this kind of shit. But I, I feel like if you went back in time and you gave like a caveman some of the water I'm drinking, they'd probably die. They wouldn't on the drink spot. it. They'd puke. They wouldn't drink yeah. it. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like how um, if you pour like diet soda on the ground, ants won't go to it because they know it's fake. They know it's not real sugar, right? Yeah. nature you know? never lies yeah like same thing like with like maggots won't eat like processed food right so if maggot won't eat it and we're still eating it that's something that's probably pretty questionable <laughs> i'd say right yeah i know rats won't go near irish spring soap yeah no oh, really? they won't they won't and, and mice won't mess with mint mice no, hate they won't. mint for some reason well and there's got to be some organic pesticides too right like coffee i know is a big organic pesticide and apparently mint um so it's i, I wonder I why work, some of those i used to work in a hardware store that was my first job and uh we sold like you know pesticides bug killers things like that man and the amount of just insane amount of like these bug killers i'd see people buy it actually sickened me right um the bed bug sprays and all of this stuff and like people were buying them and they had kids and stuff and I'm like you're gonna spray this shit all over your house like mm. you know and then I'd get people that didn't speak English right and trying to explain to them the best I could like don't spray this shit on your bed and I'm sure they probably took that stuff home and uh I'll say I worked at Home Depot was the company I worked for um Home Depot is the leading supplier of Roundup worldwide oh and, no doubt I yeah I know but this is crazy so they have had millions of like signatures and petitions for them to take roundup off the shelves okay 
about, I don't know, five years ago, one, one woman wrote a letter about this Halloween decoration they had because he had like a peeping face. And they're like, this is offensive to women because it oh replicates my. like peeping toms. They took that thing out of every store in North America, including the one I worked at, but they won't take Roundup off the shelf. Nope. <laughs> like it's, it's absolutely mind boggling, right? Well, and and it, like, it's interesting you say that, Shayla, because I, I, my son, since he's, been little has always had an issue with bloody noses just random sometimes it's for a couple nights in a row um but i noticed it you know over the winter obviously it's a lot drier in the place but we we humidify the air so it, it's a constant moisture in the, in the place but the one thing i never thought about is all of those fragrance products that you use whether it's a wall plug-in or a scented candle um, or any of those things, the the carpet. Dish soap, any of the cleaners yeah. you use too. And, and Cause they don't so have I, to legally, they, they don't have to legally say anything if it has fragrance in it, right? No, so I started mm -hmm. unplugging them all, right? And I, I, I killed the candles. I didn't use the candles anymore. And miraculously, he hasn't had a bloody nose at my house in like three, four months now. And I'm like, I, it, may, it may be too soon to say anything and it may just be, happenstance but i'm like there seems to be a correlation here between there's definitely a link there artificial items that are put into whether it's the air whether it's the ground mm -hmm. whether it's you know your food your medicine whatever it is that you're putting into your body it's being absorbed one way or another and man it's scary to think about that if that's our tap water that you know and we all joke about the fluoride and stuff in it and you know obviously you want to filter your water if you can no matter where you're getting it from i mean you, my sister has a well well water and they even filter that a little bit so they have to test that yearly too what was the name of that site again matt i was trying to find it on my phone it's ewg.org backslash yeah that's water. what i typed in and it's a completely different site it's like a green site is it that can you see oh shit it's going to show the is that the logo? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, do do okay. backslash tap water. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, there's they have all sorts of different sites you can go to for like different health things too. So go check out ewg.org and you can hop Got around. It. Yep, that's wow. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah man. Dude. That's some scary stuff. Well, I'm kind of pissed, man, because I'm fucking wondering if that is why my dog, because my dog started getting his tumor like shortly after we moved in here. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh. It really makes you wonder why we're all so sick. Like, like, why is everybody so sick with allergies and like intolerances? There's got to yeah. be something. Look at the grocery well, it's more store. More than just the water. Right. Yeah. Look at the yeah. grocery store. Nine, you know, 95 percent of the food in a grocery store wasn't around 50 to 75 years ago. And, right. and it's all man-made you know it's not natural yeah. so like the, this uh new like lab-based meat now like uh, i don't want to touch that stuff like my gut just <laughs> tells me not to go no, near it no that's that one step closer pole, anyway. to you know cannibalism or just you know ai type yeah. feeding stuff and, i'm not into it and we bought into the we bought in for a long time thinking that you know plant -based, to the vegan yeah, diet yeah we thought plant-based was the way to be well, i went yeah. vegan for a few months kind of thing but now we're just See, the thing and, and vince i don't know if you have any experience with this at all but i i you know from my experience i found that diets are kind of it's it's individual based 
You, yeah. no, there's no one diet that works for everybody. You know, there's yeah. no magic right. one. I think in a lot of cases, people are suffering inflammation because of psychiatric conditions. Like a lot of people have uh, pre-existing uh, damage from abuse or trauma, and that inflames the body, and that can often cause physiological problems. So I don't think it's necessarily entirely dietary, but I think also there's a problem with uh, microplastics. We've got a lot of yes. microplastics in our bodies now, and I think that causes inflammation as well. Mm. Yeah, they Fraser started finding it in bloodstreams, oh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fraser read a study that um, the number one like demographic for IBS is women in their 20s. Yeah, that's pretty bizarre to think about in that sense that there's essentially a whole generation of women Could be like with gastro and- with gastrointestinal issues. Right. And and I've I've had these tests multiple, multiple times, too. Right. So is huh. is it why why are, why are 20 year old women being the highest demographic? of And um, rather than trying to fix it, they're trying to normalize it. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've noticed that with other things, too. Right. I mean, we've seen that. They're trying to normalize, you know, cardiac issues in young children. Uh, yeah. You know, blood clots are trying to be normalized. Um, and so, yeah. And listen, I, I don't know. I mean, I think we're in for a rude awakening here as we go further and further uh, from what happened in the last year and a half, two years with experimental procedures, because uh, yeah. You know, I know personally now three people in my almost immediate family that have had issues uh, from right. related to it. So that that didn't have them previously. So what it, whatever it is at that. So there's other things. So too. Did you, Matt, did you ever or I, I mean, the only reason I'm asking you, I mean, anyone else, too. Um, but, you know, I know that you we you kind of listen to the stuff that I put out and everything. Um, did you happen to ever check out that Fullerton report or Fullerton informer on YouTube and what he, his whole theory is about the vaccine? Yes. So he, I, I know that he's crazy. He's fucking nuts because that's like, my, he's sitting that's saying, my like, problem, Ryan, right? He is just certified, well, you know, that shit crazy. And it's like, I, I, the people who are nuts though are always saying something right though. I, and that's that's saying, like, there's always truth. That's the, that's the Alex Jones to Fraser that I can't, you know, he's, he's so insane that it's like, you can't be this crazy and not have some truth in you because you must have sold out your entire being to that one truth, you know? And I, I don't know. Well, isn't there yeah. a point, isn't there a point on everybody's journey where you, you know, you think you're insane, you know, like yeah. sometimes I think I'm like, how do I even associate it's called Monday like, morning. With the world, you know, anymore? Once, you know, once you reach that certain level of knowing things, it's like, how can I just sit like, here in yeah. my break room at work and listen to people talk about the Oscars or whatever it may be? I'm like, I can't even do this anymore. Like, it's just there on a whole different level. <laughs> are actually people that that believe the news. Like, yeah, it's like, so what? foreign to me. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, it's like with this guy. You yeah, know, with what this dude, Ryan, about this guy. No, no, I mean, it, so what he was saying is that you know the whole vaccine shit—it's just a big distraction from the five G, which isn't right. even rolled out, but they're testing it. And so you know, you see these stories, and I've mentioned it on here a couple of times. This this school out of New Jersey where one hundred fucking people get the same very extremely rare brain cancer over a thirty year period, um, 
and you, you may you may think, well, 30 people over 30 years, that's not that's one a year. You know, that's not crazy. Um, mm -hmm. This is an extremely rare cancer, though. I mean, like one in I forget if it's one in every 100,000 or one in every 300,000 people get this. You said it was um, 800 so, times the limit, Ryan. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was you, it was it, wild. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like my arsenic levels in my water. It's somewhere <laughs> comparable to that. But so, man, when you when you I see hope you this, buy a professional filter now. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually going to get a distiller. I just had to like pay some bullshit, and so I'm getting a distiller. Um, and you should do a shower cheap. one too. You should get a shower filter as well too. Yeah, I mean, I need to because yeah, it gets in through your skin. Well, it's going to go but, into your fit your but, skin too yeah. that way. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But no, so that, you know, this guy just saying this and, and saying that, you know, people are potentially passing out or, or having heart attacks or having other health problems, shortness of breath, panic attacks, whatever, because they're testing out this technology on these people. And the vaccine was a cover so that it could get people to fight about, you know, this person died and they just got the vaccine or this person died because they didn't get the vaccine. And it's right. at that point where it's so easily it's it's a really really efficient way to get people divided because there's a lot of people that weren't vaccinated that died of the vaccine and there's a lot of people that were vaccinated that died that i'm sorry you know what i, I meant like, a lot what? of people that were and weren't yeah sorry a lot of people that were and were not vaccinated that have died from the virus right um we tend to see it as or everyone with. that's getting the vaccine yeah uh, we tend to see it that most people that are dying are actually vaccinated. That's not true, though. It's 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 right down the middle. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I I don't know. I think that there's something to that whole thing, that there's something bigger here going on. Well, yeah. I don't know about, you know, you guys, but I know by me, one of the things I notice now are these huge towers with all these things on them going around mm -hmm. that weren't that, there. That they built during the lockdowns. They, they, yeah, yeah, they weren't there a year or two ago. And they just so happened to be around parks, around ball fields, uh, around schools. Right. Are they yeah, cutting down um, trees? What's they that? Down trees? Yeah. Do they cut down trees with the 5G towers? In, in, like in other places. Where I uh, am, it's pretty flat. You know, okay. we're in a valley. So uh, they, they'll just put them up on the hills. So, right. you know, that's around. I've only ever seen them in, I've only ever seen them in the city. Okay. Uh, just right in the city where we are. Um, there's a few. There's a few. We had to laugh because they put them right in the poor neighborhoods. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tried to take us out. Yeah. Take out the. Uh... No, seriously. Well, seriously, there's one. There's one like. Uh, there's one like two blocks away from my uh, my mom and my stepdad's place, and um, my my stepdad. I'll call him an amateur con conspiracy theorist. He. That's the first thing he said. He's like. Yeah, they put this shit in here. They're going to get rid of the poor ones, the working man, you know? Yeah. I'm starting and, to get um, a little skeptical. Europe, of... I think they've burnt, burnt them down, I think. And uh, Europe, a lot of people have literally just taken to burning them down. Yeah, in Britain especially. Them. Because I think uh, <laughs> David Icke has really raised a lot of awareness about 5G. Like I read his latest book, The Answer. And uh, David Icke, yeah, he talks about the problems with 5G a lot. So I think uh, in Britain, where they're influenced by him, they've burned down a lot of towers. Mm, now, how do true. we, is there any way for us to tell what we're on or what they're using? I should say what they're using on us more like, like, how do you tell when it's 5G versus three or 4G? I guess when we stop seeing birds. 
<laughs> aren't they going to kill the birds? Like it, that's once you know? once wildlife yeah. starts uh, dropping off. Like I have noticed uh, when you used to drive in like an open like kind of countryside farm, uh, your windshield used to get covered in bugs, and but now it doesn't. Anymore. Our yeah, cars are dying happening. off. Birds are dying off. Everything's dying off, and we are probably dying off too. That must be a city thing, because if you come out here in the country, man, they're thicker than ever. Those nasty black gnats. Well, okay, so there isn't, there is not gnats in Canada. There is not. Yeah, we're we're fortunately too cold for scary bugs. No, gnats aren't scary. They're tiny. Oh, okay. And what do you get? (laughs) I don't know. They're working on these little nano um, robots and stuff too, like little, uh, like. You know, I've, I've quoted Black Mirror several times or referenced it several times. You know, there's that episode where the the uh, robot robotic bees are used to pollinate the crops and they build their hives and their hives look like little digital beehives. You know what I mean? They're all blocks. Do you, right. Matt, you might be you might be of the age to remember it. Do you remember? Oh, gosh, probably early 2000s. They had that Simpsons video game where that was the premise of the video game is that the buzz cola was spying on people yes and they put these they put these but yeah you know what i'm talking about right Matt? the they whole put hive mind yeah oh yeah predictive yeah. programming that, right yeah there. and that video game gosh was probably like we were young like we were young so i'm thinking this would have been like 2003 or something like that and the bees were recording people and in the game you had to go like kill them or whatever yep. right but well this that that could be why they're working on all these little tiny you know robotic things to replace them so like you know it, it, it's going to be weird to us but to like the new generations like kids that aren't even born yet if we make it that far they're gonna be like oh yeah that's a robot you know that's a conspiracy for us right now that the birds are fake you know but that's going to be yeah, like right. potentially a real fucking thing in the future you know what i mean <coughs> i will test that birds are real unfortunately my dog caught one the other day and it was real there was no your yeah, dog is so be- say- your dog is so beautiful every <laughs> oh, time thanks. i see her with your it just honestly it just melts my heart it it absolutely melts my heart uh, she I, and her her brother man they are like two peas in a pod they were you know my, i'm not into the whole i wasn't into the whole synchronicity thing until they met each other and yeah. and and ever my, since uh, it was like they were meant to be man she's got his my, back my dad's moving across my dad's moving across the country and he's taking his two dogs with him. And I'm absolutely devastated. Oh. I am going to miss them so, so much. I'm telling like, you, I'm going to have to stow away with them. Dogs over people any day, any day. Oh yeah. I would, do- I would dump him for a dog. In a fucking <laughs> I'm sorry. I've accepted it. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I- you were going to say that. And I was starting to get real skeptical of you guys that you are secretly um, supporters of LGBTQ because I looked in the middle of you guys. There's a rainbow xylophone back there. That's just, that I, is that's, suspicious. I got, oh, I I got some craft stuff in there. Okay. I got some, I got some <laughs> stuff on there. So my brother's our roommate. He moved in with us for a bit and I lost my craft room. Okay. <laughs> so you can't. No, I'm just giving you shit. Okay, you better not, because I'm no shill, okay? <laughs> no, I know. It's just so funny that it's like... Uh, Razor's it head is blocking like the BLM flag. flag. You guys can't see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and the anti-fascist <laughs> thing. That shit's funny. Um, but no, I was going to say, uh, to your point, Matt, that anyone that says that birds are fake has never gone hunting, like dove yeah. hunting. Yeah. I and mean, lived in on. the country, man. That's definitely I, a I hit him all I the think. time. 
And they're dead. They explode when you hit them. It's not like a robot where it would dent the shit out of your car. It just well, maybe poof. they just there's some of the birds are real, so that we think that that some of the birds are real, but they put a few fake ones in there. Yeah, wouldn't well, that be funny if all the all the dumb ones that get shot and that run into cars are just not intelligent enough yeah. and they're the <laughs> it's real ones? The evolution and of so birds. everyone. <laughs> yeah, so we're going through the transhuman phase too, and it's just survival of the fittest. <laughs> Yeah, yes, we'll tell yes. you. We used to when we were uh, we we used to be in an apartment that was like more downtown, and we used to talk about conspiracy theories with Fraser's dad. And this bird used to keep coming and sitting on the balcony and staring right at us. I'm like, I swear, I'm going to see like the red recording eye soon. Like we're saying too much. Yeah, I'm like bird. every time we talk about like spooky like government shit, that pigeon shows up, man. <laughs> man dude. And it's the pigeons. The pigeons are the weird ones. Because I don't think that you can hunt pigeons, at least not here. Well, did we can you know, hunt dove. Did you know pigeons are um, pigeons uh, are domesticated and then they ended up all becoming released. So then they all became feral. So they're domesticated animals that we turned feral and now we consider them pests. Yeah, my neighbor growing up used to raise pigeons like pigeons. Uh, what do they call them? They homing pigeons or whatever, where he'd send yeah, yeah. them out and they'd send a message somewhere and then they'd come back days later or hours oh, later. It's crazy. I didn't understand it. And they smell like shit. So I, I wanted them <laughs> to go away as fast as possible. I'm I sure that neighbor was really normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real normal. <laughs> Damn. Well, what's going on up there in New Zealand, Vince? Is there anything like, uh, you know, you guys were like the epicenter of a lot of chaos. Is there anything uh, new on that front? I know we kind of touched on that before, but. No, things are reasonably calm at the moment. Um, we're just getting a lot poorer really quickly. Prices, everything's going up fast in the grocery stores. Starting to see empty shelves in the grocery stores. Price of petrol's skyrocketing again. Price of rents uh, going up uh, 10% a year. There's a lot of people having trouble affording their rents now. A lot of people um, finding the interest rates are going up, so their mortgages are becoming more expensive. So there's not so much chaos as uh, just a, a general probably managed decline into more poverty. Mm. And that's all Putin's fault. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of no, course. we've been told it's uh, the, the Putin price hike. Is the no, guys, the Putin price hike, yeah. I'm going to quote uh, George Takai. Uh, he said, um, we can handle... Um, higher prices if it puts a stop to putin oh, <laughs> that's what man. he said a millionaire the multi-millionaire, a multi-millionaire yeah. told us we can deal with higher prices if it means saying fuck you to putin i i, just I personally <laughs> say let putin fucking nuke ukraine if i can get some cheaper gas i really don't give a fuck dude i don't care about ukraine <laughs> dude, no you know it, what it's kind of yeah and, 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 i wear and, a slavic we're both oh, i'll let you go matt I'll this is insanity first. because whenever has a president predicted food shortages. They're telling you that they're going to happen. Yeah. Even in the Great Depression, it didn't happen yeah. until after the fact. It's like, it's yeah. the most asinine thing. And pe- for people to think this is completely normal, that's that's a really scary thing. Because what he's doing, I mean, and and, and on the food side, and then there's a whole other thing I want to get on, into in the, uh, the the Ministry of Disinformation they're creating over here, which is scary as hell also. so Straight out of George Orwell's 1984. Yeah. 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 But hey, don't. They've all got it. Britain's got a Ministry of Truth now. So is Canada. Australia and New Zealand are not far behind. Uh, well, I was going to say about know. Canada, um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but... Uh, so we live in Western Canada, so prairies, right? 
uh, about a hundred years ago, uh, the government gave a shit ton of money and, and farms to Slavic farmers, right? So pretty much in our city, pretty much everybody is of Slavic descent. I am, so is he, um, pretty much everybody I know. We went to Ukrainian schools, right? Like that's how, so Canada will definitely full board support them. You, you won't get it here, right? My mother came yeah. to my house the other day. She put CNN. She's enamored with it, right? It's, <laughs> why is it though? Because that's to her, that's her people, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, her mm. grandparents spoke Ukrainian around her, right? So, you know, it's quite bizarre if you think about it that way, right? So, you know, mm. to, to millions of Canadians, you know, Ukraine's the homeland, right? Mm-hmm. Can't say I feel the same way. That's why they're wow. they're they're really getting a lot of people emotionally tied to this conflict. But it's like, are you guys falling for the lies again? After Iraq, after all this stuff, you're falling for it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's comforting for a lot of people to know that there's a bad guy out there, right? And then there's also right. it's even more comforting for them to know that daddy government's got their back. You know what I mean? And, and they right. may really know that it's not the case deep down. Um, I kind of actually like sort of pride this out of Brandon in a way uh, my old co-host who's very liberal very pro-government big government too I mean he, I don't think he would mind having to get a vaccine every week um you know mm-hmm. social credit score you know all this technocratic futuristic stuff um but it, I think that that's what what the real thing is after talking with him for you know almost two years uh every t- multiple times a week, he knew you could see it in his eyes when you're sitting in the same room with him. You could see that his brain was not computing like this really doesn't make sense, but I can't say it doesn't because it's going to fucking keep me up at night. And <laughs> yep. I think a lot of people think like right. that. Man. <clears throat> yeah, because it's frightening for a lot of people. Like they want to think their government's good. They want to think they're honest. But when you really look at the big show, it's, it's not at all. Yeah, a lot mm. of people think the government are like their parents. You know, it's like a mother right. and father looking after them and making sure you turn out all right. But in reality, it's more like um, they're well, slave owners. It was planned that way, right? Because what did the 60s do, right? The 60s put the women, women in the workforce so the government could cut your wages in half, double yeah. tax people, and force children into school where they were raised by the government. Yeah. That's when that started, right? Yeah. The government worship, because they want the government to be our God. They want the government to be our parent, and they want it to be everything communism. Us, right communism yeah. essentially right oh yeah well i mean and one thing i said to him and then i, I want to see what this is here matt but um one thing that i said to him one time you know because he's like he was sitting there and, and talking about you know uh I, w- I was bitching that the government's spying on our on our digital footprint they're, they're checking what you're searching they're trying to get more and more involved in your life and i told him i said hey you know when you were a kid living at your parents house and you locked and you and you close your bedroom door. Would you get pissed off when she when your mom just barged in the door without knocking? You weren't doing anything wrong, but your mom would just come in or your dad would just come in and you'd be like, what the fuck? This is supposed to be my little space here. Like, don't don't just right. come in, knock. And he and that even for him, he was like, that's actually a really good analogy. I didn't think about it like that. And um, but, yeah, that's what it mm-hmm. is. Absolutely. So what the is cognitive this, dissonance is real. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So this, this is an interesting take. Uh, You know, Mike Huckabee wants everybody to be uh, have their real name. So he goes, I hope Elon Musk will insist that all Twitter posters use their real names and not be keyboard cowards hiding behind silly little sophomoric screen names. Be men, be man enough or woman enough, even 
if you even know what that is, to stand by what you say. If you can't own it, it don't say it. Well, the interesting contradiction to that is right here. Silence Do Good was the pen name used by Ben Franklin to get his work published in the New England Quran, a newspaper founded and published by his brother, James Franklin. This was after hmm. Ben Franklin was denied several times when he tried to publish letters under his own name in the same paper. Yeah. I mean, dude, the, the, what this guy, and this is uh, the old press secretary of Trump. This is, this is her father, right? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yes. Yep. He, yeah, he's so, the governor of, I don't remember where. Probably some fucking state that doesn't matter. Um, but so what's, what's interesting is that, you know, they're sitting here and they're trying to, to act like the left is tyrannical, forcing someone to use their own name, doing something. I mean, some people just want to get online and fuck around. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're titled to do that, are you not right? Like you should absolutely. I mean, that's that's what what Chan is. And like, why not? The beauty of anonymity is that uh, people speak more honestly. Like if you're afraid about being tired, if you're afraid about being canceled for saying the wrong thing, it's hard to speak honestly if you're using your own name. But if you're anonymous, like if you look at 4chan, people will speak really honestly there. I mean, they may be a bit rude. They may be a bit abusive, but at least it's honesty. So, you know, you can really get what people truly believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. You were going to say something, Matt. No, I just I, I really think that, you know, people should have the ability to be anonymous. You know, I mean, I I don't think you should have to, especially in these social media forums, because there's a lot of crazy people out there, you know, and there are there are certain people that need to remain anonymous to protect their family and protect themselves in certain instances. I have no issue with it whatsoever. I mean, well, Fraser and I took our last names off online. We took our last names. And listen, if somebody wants to find you, they're going to find it right online well yeah it's not that hard to find people (laughs) these days so but aside from that i mean having that ability like vince was saying to to say things that are a little outside without having to face the repercussions now that can obviously be taken the other way to an extreme and be used you know to promote hate anger violence things like that anonymously but you know i think that it should still be an option I, I, I can't yeah. see how you can make people because that gets us, you know, what's the verification process of that? Now, now you, you know, you're going to, you're going to make it more difficult to, to tweet than it is to, to vote pretty soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you're going to have to have six forms of ID to post your Twitter every day, but you know, you can just mail in votes every other week. Well, Fraser, you should tell them about what happened to you on Facebook when you got banned from permanently banned from Facebook. Yeah, I got permanently banned and uh, they didn't really explain why. And I tried to get back on. I like tried to fight the ban. And in order to even fight the ban, they need a photo of your ID. And I'm like, I I'm I'm not giving them my ID, so I'll just take the ban. They do the Mm. same thing on Instagram. Yep. Well, he got banned. His his previous account was banned. So that's why he's on a new account. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I found that really strange because I've had both. I've had a Facebook account canceled and I've had uh, a Instagram account canceled. And both times they're like, yeah, you have to send us a copy of your photo ID. I'm like, get out of here. Why? Yeah. Not for social media. Well, and, and the shadow bans like like real. I'm even shadow banned and I don't even really post that much conspiracy. Oh, content. it's ridiculous. <laughs> I have like, I, have, I think like, it's, yeah, I've got 
I think that, and that's the other thing, how many followers do you really have? I mean, I feel like those numbers can be fake too, because I mean, I, they say I have like 3000 people that follow me. I'll be lucky if I get 10 interactions on like, a post. Right. It's the shadow yeah. band though as well. Like I've got 3000 followers on Facebook, but I get fewer interactions on Facebook than I get on Gab where I've got yep. 500 yep. followers. And, and you uh, wonder how like, many how many of those people are are real, right? And how many how, how heavy how do they shadow ban, right? Is it just straight up this account goes to the lowest filter possible? Yeah, they just don't. Well, show they you take posts. people out of your uh, my uh, like direct messenger on Instagram because there's quite a few people I message with quite regularly, and they got taken off my messenger completely. Yeah. So I'd have to actually yeah. type in their name. There's a setting in your uh, Instagram where you can see if you're whitewashed, graywashed, or blackwashed. Um, I forget oh, exactly I what it is, that. but you could, yeah, you could look in there and you can see what you've gotten fucked over for because it'll tell you straight up. I, I we talked oh, about really? it early on in the show, but you know it, it, it's funny to Vince's point, like how people will be honest if they're anonymous. There was some comedian I forget who it was, but he said like if you know, yeah, racism sucks, but when someone tells you that they're racist you didn't realize how much they trust you. You know what I mean? Like you got to really have some sort of relationship with someone to actually like confide in them that you hate an entire race of people. You know what I mean? And it's horrible, right? But it's like, you're actually sharing like deep information about yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, like I said, I can't stress how fucked up it is to just like hate random people. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, there's people doxing people all over the place. There's that Taylor Lorenz lady that exposed the uh, creator of libs of TikTok, that popular account that just literally just shows the mental disorder that, that some of these people have. And uh, two weeks before she did that, she was crying online saying that people were trying to dox her. You know what I mean? And then she, she goes and dox somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and it's wild. Taylor Lorenz is a cunt. She's a really bad person. Oh, awful. <laughs> You know who she is, Matt? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she's trash. <coughs> she is a. Yeah, I watch a lot of. Uh, I watch a lot of those um, like libs of TikToks and those fat acceptance stuff because uh, it's very motivating on my diet. I will say so. <laughs> very motivating. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some trash bags on that freaking. Oh, site, I just can't dude. with the fat people, and you know what? They probably would hate me now because I'm a ex. I guess I guess they call it ex fat person. So I'm an ex fat oh. person. So I'm I'm canceled. Oh. That means you're fat phobic. Yeah, it means I'm fat phobic. If you know, if you know, if guys didn't, if guys didn't want, you know, if guys aren't liking my selfies when I was two hundred over two hundred sixty pounds, they're fat phobic. <laughs> you can't even have a dating preference anymore for these people. You're you're supposed to be willing to sleep with anybody. How fucked up to, of a narrative is that, right? Like yeah. I thought, I thought feminism I thought, was like I thought feminism mattered. and consent was about choice, <laughs> but it's like suck my dick or else you're a bigot, right? Like yeah, <laughs> like. I, 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 I wish that that worked. I wish that that worked with straight dudes. That does not work with straight guys. Hey, I don't believe that you're a girl. Show me your tits. You can't say that. You get in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's well, not that's not a allowed. guy at a bar uh, told me to suck his dick, dick or I was a bigot. You know, he'd probably get a big uh, one up in the chin. Right. Like that would yeah. be my response. Exactly. I'll be a bigot. If, right. If I'm told to suck a dude's dick or I'm a bigot, then I get canceled. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's a double standard. I don't like it. We're all allowed our preferences. You know, mm -hmm. you don't right. have to find people attractive. Every, you know, every pot has a lid. So there's somewhere out there for every single one of us. You know, those liberals have enough of them that they can date. Why are they, you know, 
And, and really, at the end of the day, if you're sitting here wondering why you're single, there's probably a pretty good reason why. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, like. Also, I did hear, though, uh, from a guy friend of mine that, that dating in this day and age is really really hard just with the political climate oh, dude i won't even I, I, fraser i gave up i didn't even i i, I dipped my toe slightly into it and bailed hardcore yeah you Not probably did the right you got two girlfriends right here buddy yeah you know what I, mean? <laughs> I got a fur, i got a furry one on my bed right now that's all i need you know what matt you're just like you're, you remind me a lot of my well you're my not father, fucking actually. your dog he's, no he's no thing. no get out of here <laughs> <laughs> My, my the dad, LGBT B for bestiality. Oh, That'll be next. My dad's the same thing, though. He's been sick. Like, my parents uh, separated when I was a teenager. He's been single since then, and he's got two dogs, and he's living his best life, right? So. Yeah. Less you know, headaches. He's like, he's like chicks. That's all I say. He's like, chicks Chicks want you to, like, cha- want me to, like, change my curtains and cut my hair and do this stuff. It's like, fuck them. <laughs> I, I, I got so to ma- meet your dad. He sounds like a good man. They want yeah, me to wipe to- my ass and fucking <laughs> come up to I'll be on I'll be on the east side. So, you know, we could we should meet up halfway then. I got a passport. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Bring your dog. Yeah, well, I'm going to Ottawa. Actually, I'm, I'm meeting up. Uh, I'm meeting up with Davey when I go to Ottawa. We're meeting up halfway between. Well, I'll grab Nico on the way and I'll bring his two. Also, we'll bring a pack up there. Yeah, no, let's have a, or, you know, you guys could all just come to me and Fraser's wedding too. That's an option. We're going to get married go. eventually. Ooh, so. When's that? I don't know. Probably two 10. years from now. <laughs> <laughs> I've two never been to so. Canada. That would be a great excuse to go. Well, Ryan, for you, it's like a four day drive north, pretty much. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I've never been. So it'd be just like, you know, just to go for, to find an excuse to go and freeze my you ass know, off. You should come. We'll take you to even just, you know, whenever we'll come take you to the mountains. We'll uh, give okay. you that legal cannabis. Like we'll have a great time. Great time. We'll show mm. you all. We'll show you all Canada has to offer. We have stronger beer here. You know. Ooh. <laughs> Fully nude strip clubs with beer in there. I heard too. That's great. I've never been. I, I think that's I just Quebec. Yeah, it's just Quebec. We'd have to go drive and see the French. But maybe uh, we could go find Maxine. Maxine. Yeah. <laughs> What's this here, Matt? No, this is our uh, new department that has been added to the Department of Homeland Security, oh, the yeah. Disinformation oh, Governments Board, oh. which is straight out of Orwell's 19. And they, you know, they they're jokingly calling it the Ministry of Truth. And they say it's to fight disinformation coming out of Russia, yeah. as well as misleading messages about the U.S.-Mexico border right i think when they wrote that they couldn't believe that people would fall for it i mean well here's the absolute joke they had to do it this way because if they announced it beforehand there's no way anyone would have approved it they just slid this thing in the back door like they did like they did with you know so many other things like the federal reserve and all this stuff this is a patriot act this is an add-on to the patriot act and what i call this you know everybody's celebrating did you know elon picking up twitter well this is what you get to counter that right you're gonna get free speech maybe on twitter which you're not gonna get don't be fooled but they're gonna open up the gates a little bit on twitter why because then they're gonna really write in with this disinformation board you know and if you don't think it's real go watch the videos of ukraine right now 
where they are going to people's houses who are pro-Russia right now and taking them out of oh, their house man. and arresting them. Oh, man. That's yeah. the next step to this is yeah. for, for your words or for your political views, you will be able to be dragged out of your house by the disinformation board, which is part of the Department of Homeland Security and dealt with accordingly. Now, if this well, fortunately, like, uh, the U.S. has the Second Amendment to counter that, fortunately. But how are people going to fight that in court, though? Oh, they are. They're words on a piece of paper, Fraser. They don't really mean much these days. I mean, the First Amendment was, you know, on there, too. And that's pretty much hacked to shit. So and two, you know, the the, the funny thing about the Second Amendment is, is the, the, the reason why we were given it was so that we could put up a fight against the government. We can't put up a fight now, a realistic one, uh, you know, arm to arm. Their, their, their weaponry is so superior, it's not even questionable. But, you know, you can put up a resistance is, is what right. it gives you the ability to do. Yeah, dude, this, um, the lady that's heading that, uh, Nina Jankowitz, oh. I think oh. is how you say her oh. name. Shocker. Um, she went to school for a semester in Russia, which if you call, if, if, if a conservative went to college in Russia, they would be a Russian asset. Okay. And then right. now this lady is a, is a, you know, she went to school in Russia. And then before that she went to a, uh, all women's liberal arts college. Okay. Oh God. So Ugh. you're not gross. And then they, they have the nerve to sit there and say that she's politically neutral. She's not, I mean, she's not. No, you're not going to have anyone to the right of Barack Obama coming out of a damn liberal arts school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's crazy. And she she was on she there's multiple videos already that have come out where she's talking about liberal politics, asking who she needs to. Literally, she says, who do I need to fuck to get ahead in life? You know what I mean? Um, oh, it's got it's, a good voice, though, Ryan. She can sing. Dude, there is a wild. I know. Maybe she should just sing. And Matt, have you seen the smile? Like how she smiles? She snarls when she smiles. That's a low res picture. She is. uh, I don't know. She if there's any one of those potential. The weirdest thing about that photo is her eyes are not smiling. And that's telling of a psychopath. No, and that's when the eyes don't smile. Frazier, if you if you watch this woman and you listen to her and watch her facial expressions, she like could be one of yeah. those havers, you know, like part reptilian, <laughs> right. like just cold. You see that like they're not just some like normal person who rose up through hard work like they were put there sort of type. No, she's no. she's been on her knees a little bit. If she's joking <laughs> she about it. it no, that's how she got there. If you think oh, you've got the right man. to decide over what other people are allowed to say. You're bound to be a bit authoritarian, bound to be a bit psychopathic, just naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Think about yeah. that nerve, Vince, right? To be able yeah. to think that you can control what I can and cannot say. Yeah, like, the arrogance. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, and just... did you see the late? There's a lady at Twitter that gets paid $17 million a year. She was on a Joe Rogan episode with um, the, the CEO of Twitter. His name's slipping my mind right now um you guys remember ceo of twitter jack dorsey she was on a joe rogan episode with jack dorsey and tim pool 
and Tim Pool was debating the two of them. And this lady makes seventeen million dollars a year, and she is like the disinformation person, and she's freaking out because she's about to lose her honeypot right now. She's about to lose seventeen million dollars a year, and she she was like on a recording crying, talking to the board of oh, Twitter, like you man. can't let this. Oh, happen. poor rich person. I know, dude. I haven't made seventeen. Most people will go their entire lives not seeing seventeen million dollars throughout their entire life. And she makes a that lot of us won't see one million. You know what? It's sad, but a lot of us barely have four figures, like four figures in our fucking bank accounts. And these people are bitching about losing, you know? Oh, I'm saying like you can work your entire life and never make never. 17 million dollars. No, is yeah. what no. I'm saying. no oh, you so, never. Yeah. Fuck no. that bitch. <laughs> it's an oligarchy, man. It's complete financial corruption. Bottom to top. Yeah, it's wild. Well, it's, it's corporatocracy, right? Sorry. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Vince? I kind of cut you off right there. My no, mind. I just said it's ugly. It's ugly the extent to which they can control what uh, people are allowed to say and what people are allowed to think. They control the information that we receive, and so they control our perceptions. Because they control our perceptions, they control our thoughts and behaviors. It's really ugly, ugly system. Yeah, I do. And there are people that know. believe that it's not intentional, Vince. That's yeah. w- what blows my I can't, mind. I can't fathom it. I, I can't. I can't. I, I don't even know how I associate with normies anymore. I, I yeah, don't even know. Hard. You got to keep every conversation light and like not deeper than like the weather currently. Yeah, seriously. But even that like can go south because oh, it's like, gosh. well, who's controlling the weather? Then well, Sometimes yeah, you gotta, you gotta, and, and they want to talk mainstream TV, and I'm like, nope, we're not going there because I'm gonna start popping yeah, off. I can't yeah. tune into that. <laughs> I have to bite my tongue sometimes in the work break room, man. I gotta just, I gotta just bite it, you know. At least yeah. I have some cool, fo- cool co-workers and we can talk about like music and stuff like that. That's at yeah. least better than, you know, this shit, right? Like I had a mate who asked me, he asked me if I watched this TV show and I, cause I don't watch television shows. Right. And I said, me no, neither, I no. and he said, do you watch this show? And I said, no, I haven't heard of that one. Do you watch this show? And I'm like, no, I haven't heard of that one either. And then he looks at me and says, so what do you watch? <laughs> and I'm and like, you're like nothing i don't watch things i, I read you know yeah i don't yeah, get good. brainwashed i educate myself like yeah yeah the but only tv a- shows i can have half bear now are like historical shows but even then they kind of mess those up pretty bad too yeah. those are the only ones i can watch now but that's the thing even think then- about that vince think about how odd that is to so many people that you, you don't watch TV, like you read yeah. instead. Like, yeah. how do you know what's going yeah. on? Like, how, you know, <laughs> you don't do you, voluntarily you get up with, with, with the friends and all these great shows. Like, yeah, I, I don't get, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I, I cut cable uh, about three years ago now and yep. never even missed it. You know, uh, it's it's like an afterthought now. I I I I'll watch some shows here and there. I got a, a fire stick that I can pull up anything I want really on that. But uh, you know, it's it's useless. Yeah. It's mindless. Yeah. I you gotta noticed. watch old movies. Yes. Yeah. 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 I watched Weekend at Bernie's last night. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, Ryan, I just watched Young Guns. I forgot how good that. Movie I love was. Young Guns. I love Young Guns, <laughs> dude. Well, Ryan's a lot closer than because uh, when I was in New Mexico, uh, we saw um, the one one of the graves they claim was Billy the Kid's grave. But I've seen it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's that's so a great close. movie. Yeah, but you're yeah. right. You got to go back. I mean, I can't I can't get into movies these days. Uh, They're terrible. The They're propaganda terrible. in them. 
Once yeah. you see all the global yeah. propaganda and all the, the brainwashing and how they're trying to nudge you into believing certain things, you know, it's all manipulation. It's hard to really Absolutely. sit back and just enjoy. Yeah, even, I mean, I took I took my son and my niece to go see the uh, new Bad Guys movie. Um, it's like an animated uh, cartoon and it's about these bad guys who are like trying to be good. And But the whole premise is around this heart-shaped moon rock that you know has like all this power in it and whoever controls the rock has all the power basically and there's this innocent you know looking guinea pig that you know plays as like he's this philanthropist but then by the end of it you find out he's like dr evil that's been controlling everybody and you know he he unleashes his herd of evil guinea pigs on everybody to to make sure (laughs) that he can control the rock and keep all the power to himself and it's like man if this isn't like a little what bit the of truth in it right there. Is that? Do you ever Does know? The moon rock glow? What's that? Does the moon rock glow in the movie? Yeah, like a bluish and, and it like emanates, Dude, like radiates. It's Lucifer. That's yeah. a symbol for yeah. Lucifer. And it, and it and well they and they That's joke about it the right. whole time about it looking like you know butt cheeks. Like the whole running joke, and my son is my my son is the king of butt humor. Like you you have any joke that has <laughs> the word butt in it and this dude will almost pee his pants laughing so they're, they're joking about this butt rock you know why do i want to worship the butt rock or why do i need the power from the butt rock and it's like oh man this your is- kid's such the character man oh he's a yeah he's he's a maniac i love him you're gonna ra- yeah, you're gonna raise a good son there i i just know it he's gonna be a he's gonna be a good kid when he grows up do you yeah, re- do you guys remember of speaking softens. of what's that rye I'm sorry. I was just going to say, do you guys remember that um, speaking of 80s movies, because this ties in exactly with that glowing uh, moon rock. um, It was called heavy metal. It was like super dope animation with really great music. Um, If you have that's the one you have to that's the one you have to watch on mushrooms, right? (laughs) I mean, it would be incredible to watch it on mushrooms, but it's it's I've only seen it drunk, you know, maybe high. It's just incredible. It's got like heavy metal, 80s heavy metal music. I know exactly what movie you're talking about. I've never seen yes. it though. Oh, you've got to fucking, oh my, you've got to watch. Oh, it's Smoke well worth it, Shayla. It's hilarious. Absolutely. There's, there's another one. I can't think of the name of it, but it was the same kind of aesthetic of that movie. And they showed it to us in high school. Gosh, I can't think of what the name is, but that one, I, I I didn't appreciate it then, but I'm sure I'd appreciate it now. I can't even think what the movie is called, though. <laughs> well, the symbolism in this movie, you know, there's this glowing green rock that, you know, when you, when someone uh, unpure looks at it, they die instantly. And that's uh, that's supposed to represent Lucifer. That rock does. I mean, like, that's what like mm. so many people that have analyzed this movie say, like, yeah, this this glowing rock, this light rock uh, that that emanates light it's lucifer and then so that's what made me think of this this new version they're trying to kind of like re-emulate that because like it can have multiple meanings right like it's this rock like hey did you, you know, say it was evil... a green rock ryan it was a green rock yeah god damn. lock the lock that movie a green rock <laughs> oh are you talking about a different movie well and no that, no that's no wild too is... no i just it's a it's a crazy interesting sync because i just got an email earlier from a buddy of mine um that listens to my show and he's been feeding me information shout out to my buddy jeremiah if, if he's listening to this he he likes the other show debaters not so much 
Uh, I got, I'm trying to sell them on it, but uh, so anyway, he sends me all this information on the masters and a lot of the symbolism and, and stuff in the mass, the golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia. Sure. And you know, one of the, 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 what's the big thing there, it's the green jacket. And he was tying it to, you know, which was saying, he said it could relate to Venus and what you were saying right there, Venus in, in the green rock, that's Lucifer. So yeah, Venus is the light. And I'm like, that's a total sync right there between the two. That has nothing to do yeah. with the, the, the green just keeps coming up lately. I've seen that a lot. Um, well, with the Ukrainian flag, Matt, yellow and blue make what? Yeah, exactly. Green. Exactly. Ooh, well, man. and I, oh, what, who was it? Because I want to get, oh, it was uh, on Andy's show, uh, the deep share he had on Murph and they, they were talking about that because, because Murph does a lot of uh, color analysis and he was talking about how green is just other than the yellow and blue distraction, green is the prevalent color right now. And, sure. and that's what they were talking about. The light and all. And that they plan stuff. every detail of any movie with the color that absolutely right down to lipstick and nail polish women wear on it. They plan every single one and each color has a purpose and it's supposed to, give you feelings or resonate with you well yeah that's like that cartoons shit, right? Yes. right yeah right i mean they oh they, yeah they go cell by cell creating those things and i mean uh oh yeah you know and we've we'll had just look at the shit, you know. from paranoid american on here and he talks about what it takes to make oh, yeah. you know these these cartoons and anything you see in animation is intentionally in there there's no accident yeah, yeah just like yeah. the disney stuff right with like yes. i know you've you've done yeah like you're telling me, oh, just one animator did that as a joke when it's mm -hmm. like not just one person touched that, right? Yeah. That, that well, and he even still, he said they, that one person stares at it for so many hours. It's intentional. It's put in there yeah, for a it's, purpose. Exactly. They put yeah. that in there for a purpose. Mm -hmm. yep. And, you know, they stayed they stayed in there on the original VHSs that might still be in my parents' basement somewhere, right? Like those are the original mm -hmm. ones, right? They fixed some of that stuff for Disney Plus and tried to wipe it off the internet, but yeah, you know, we know work. they did it. We know they did it right. There's still evidence. There's a really great example of that. Uh, the colors in movies in a modern example that I can think of uh, that movie. Get out. I don't know it's, if you guys have seen oh, I've that. Seen it, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, it's a great movie, I, even though it's, you know, really racially charged. I don't typically like those things. I thought it was really well done, though. But in that movie, every bad guy is wearing uh, either neutral colors or red like the conservatives and every good guy is either wearing neutral conservatives or blue, even to the point where when the girl, his girlfriend, um, the black guy, the main black guy's girlfriend, that's like the one that sells him out. She's wearing blue before it's obvious to the viewer that she's bad. And then she begins wearing red. It's fucking wild. And I well, saw, you know, that really one, good... Go ahead. you know, that Harry Potter movie with uh, that one, Harry Potter movie where the, uh, the chick's like taking over the school or whatever, the, the professor, and she wears pink the whole time in the movie, right? As she takes over the school, the pink gets darker and darker and darker, right? They do nice. that totally nice. intentionally. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's it's really, it's it's really brilliant. <laughs> I uh, I appreciate that in films, right? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Well, there's something too with uh, the Masons with uh, white, black, red, and white, black, red, and yellow. They And you'll see those a lot when a character... Um, is going through like their metamorphosis. I think they start yeah. with white and then they end up in black. Um, yeah. And then it's usually white, yellow, red, black. And so I don't well, know. There's something and eyes, to wide, that. eyes wide shut kind of did that too, right? Heavily with the red and yeah. the blue, right? 
Like that movie oh, did that dude. superbly. If you ever watched that freaking documentary about The Shining, it's insane. Oh, mind blowing. Mind with like freaking mud. That documentary. Oh. Room 237, I think it was called. Yeah. And there's even something with right. that damn number, 237, because they thought when that book, or yeah, I think when the book was written, that um, the moon was 237 million miles away from Earth, right? Or 237,000, oh, maybe. Maybe feet. I don't know what it was. There was some 237 something in there. And then you get the whole like Apollo 11 where the, the kids wearing the shirt. You the see dopey. Too, yeah. The dopey uh, dwarf from the seven dwarfs is on with the door, dopey. And then, and then this the very next scene, dopey's gone. And it's it's when uh, Danny wakes up and when he realizes that there's some shit going on. So he's no longer dumb. He's no longer a dope. He's no longer dopey. I mean, it's just it's crazy, dude. You I know, like I actually met I met the guy who played Danny. I met him in Niagara Falls once. And oh, he's boy. a chemistry. T- he's a chemistry teacher now. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's a chemistry teacher. Yeah. Hmm. And an uh, life my, story right there. That guy, my, my friend who uh, who was <laughs> with me at the time, he he asked him, he's like, so like, do your students think it's cool that you were in The Shining? And he's like, no, nah, my students don't give a shit. <laughs> he's like, most the of them haven't even. I, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant movie. It it really is. I'm now that we talked about that documentary, I'm gonna have to watch that again because that documentary. They're like, yeah, they prefer really. Euphoria. The show Euphoria is what they. Yeah. Oh gosh, I work with a bunch of 19 year olds, and that's they all watch that show. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I don't like any of the shows on TV right now. You know, I just can't get into them. It's, 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 there's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, and and they say, you know, one of the things that changed is when we switched from analog to digital, creativity took a severe hit. And, uh, and, and I, I really am starting to think that there's some correlation there because you look at entertainment, it's gone downhill significantly in the last, you know, 15 to 20 years it's just fallen off movies mainstream maybe music like i'd rather watch i'd rather watch uh podcasts anyway yeah me too yeah so i think it's gone down the mainstream entertainment quality may have gone down but i think the alternative entertainment quality perhaps has even gone up a bit well private creators and stuff i i love it there's so many things i listen to i never run out of things to listen to right yeah that's right i have the same problem there's just too much same with yeah, books with, too. Yeah, yeah. It kills me. I, I, I remember it kills me because I had it. I couldn't read because of my head injury. I couldn't read, right? And I can only now read in just light, light doses. Okay. And it kills me because there's so many books like ready. You know, the next one's ready after the next one, after the next one, after the next one, right? You yeah, know, you I have the, the next I can't 30 tell you How many times I had an earbud in listening to a podcast while reading a book while having a youtube video on of another podcast oh, or something you know just like the brain is just like getting flooded see, I, I, I can't do that i listen to podcasts when i walk so you know most of you guys are with me when i walk and it's like i have company i love it oh best part of my day cool. you know you guys that's were cool. with me when i was losing all my weight while i was walking i love it oh yeah better than uh ellen being with you Oh, well, it doesn't feel like she is, right? She, she, you know, she's just another, you know. <laughs> she's a yeah. creation yeah. of that monster. Well, I was gonna say, you know, if if uh, creativity died uh, mainstream, to to kind of you know touch on Vince's point, 
if the mainstream creativity died, I wonder when exactly that was. Cause like, um, I remember cars, my sister, you know, she's 13 years younger than me in that movie cars with Owen Wilson as a uh, lightning queen, you know, um, that was an incredible movie, dude. There was even like, there was a scene in that, that crashed the system at Pixar studios because there was too many, there was too much going on in the waterfall. There's a waterfall scene. And there was, it was like an overload when they were trying to create that supposedly, you know, they could just be fucking lying about this, but you know, where, I mean, it was too much for the computer even, you know what I mean? And, um, that was a good movie, dude. I think it was a really like kind of an original storyline. There's been some great ones since the digital age. Um, but it just seems like they're not doing them anymore, um, for some reason, but even like, and then they'll just recycle the old shit. Um, no, that's all they're doing. Yeah, right? There's lots of like remakes and stuff like that. Yeah. Or sure. they'll make one and then they'll make like seven of them, you know, like, yeah. the, oh the, gosh. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like series. saw, like, I think there's about like six, uh, saw movies. I think. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm a big than that. More than that, oh yeah. I'm a big horror fan and it kills me. Cause it's like, Oh, they're redoing this one. I'm like, can yeah. we just get, can we get some original horror here? Please. please. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was one of those guys always that was like, I was a movie guy. So I was like, always those people who are like, yeah, you got to read the book. The book is so much better than movie. And I'm like, oh, you're yeah. just, like, how is that possible? Like this movie was so good. And now I'm going back in a lot of those movies and I'm reading the books and I'm like, wow, was I stupid. These books are so, you know, there's something about putting it to your own imagination versus, you know, someone Nothing showing you an interpretation of it. Yeah. Have you read Star Wars yet? I read Star Wars when I was a kid. Did you? Oh, yeah. The best, you know, I was like you know what, Kyle when I was a kid, man. Until like, until <laughs> probably 10 years old, all I wanted to do was Star Wars. Like we, we me and my brother dug a, uh, like probably like a eight by seven pit that was like six feet deep to pretend like from Return of the Jedi when there was that monster thing that Boba Fett went into <laughs> that we would like yeah. put a plank awesome. across it and you would fall into the pit and stuff. And that's awesome. Dude, you're going to read a Star Wars Star book. Wars. Read. You have to read the Revenge of the Sith novelization. That is the best Star Wars book without a doubt. The Revenge of the I Sith thought, novelization. Yeah, I just think it's funny when there is actually like a solid, solid movie and then people are like, Oh, the books are always better. You know what I mean? It's but even with Star, movie, Wars, Star Wars, even with, better. you know, a lot of those books, I mean, you, you look at a, a show like Game of Thrones, the book was so much better than the show. And oh, I the book was really good. Yeah. The book's awesome. Yeah. The book but was there's awesome, just so yeah. much. No. They, they can explain more to you, you know, what the character's thinking in the book. Whereas in the show, they just have to either tell you or you don't understand they just jump around whereas in the book it, it's very thoroughly explained well there's only been a handful of times where that. the book was there's only been a handful of times where i've thought that the movie was actually better than the book pretty much every other time there's only been a handful that i would say and i can't even think of those examples off the top of my head right now but there's been a few where the show's been better but I think for the most part, the book's almost always better. And even when it comes to horror, too. Like well, horror one of the are, other problems they run into is when they do the book and then they like there's been a couple instances where they go beyond the books and then they have to recreate mm -hmm. it. And it's that's where they really. Well, lose it well you guys know, uh, you guys have heard of that show Bridgerton on Netflix, right? You've heard I've of that heard show? Of it. 
Nope. So basically it's, it's just, it's set in like the early 1810s, you know, and um, it's a romance. Right. And, you know, it's in Britain, right. It's set in Britain, right. Netflix buys the TV show and they just, man, they got, they have the queen in there and the queen's black. They have just, it's, they're setting it into an alternative universe where like <laughs> England is like super multicultural in like the 1800s. It's like a steampunk. You know? it's like a steampunk. Well, and, and, you know, people are liking it and it's fine. You can let, you can like the show, but it's funny that you almost see people criticizing the author for not thinking of making, of doing it that way. And it's like the author said it at this time period for a reason. That's she researched it, whatever, right. She chose her like that, but now you're going to criticize you because her shows have now, her books have now been turned into a show 20 years after the fact, you guys are going to criticize her for not thinking of that idea herself to make it, you know, this multicultural alternative, you know, universe, right. Like it's, like that's kind of pathetic right like you know if I if you want to write a book and it all be white people or I'll be whatever race it may be you're entitled to do that but don't expect every person who writes a book to do that right yeah well and not every book is meant for every person so exactly and that's that's where I get into this like this idea that we have to cater to everyone in every instance it's like no that's not Mm -hmm. how the world is you have to be adaptive as well so you may not fit into certain boxes and you got to realize that and, and realize that's not your box. Move on to a different box. But everybody wants that. They, and a lot of times it's just gaslighting, right? They just they just want to tell you you're wrong and tell you how yeah. right they just they like are. being angry. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. They just like being pissed off about something. They got to fight. Liberals have to fight for something. Ted Kaczynski wrote about this in uh, the Unabomber Manifesto. He called it the power process. Like uh, he reckoned that leftists, they just want to feel the sense of power of having, being able to change something about the world. And they don't care what it is. So long as there's something that they can change, something that they can make different, then they feel like they've got a sense of control over the world. And that's why they do it. It's because they're powerless in their everyday life, right, Vince? Yeah, yeah. He he was talking about that, how they've been so disconnected from reality that now if they can control what you're doing and, and interrupt yeah. your way then they've won they they feel important <laughs> i've done my job it's, and it's a perfect example of what's going on right now i mean how many people really know what's going on in europe right now but they stand with one mm-hmm. side over the other because they've been told to you know and yeah. It's, yeah. it's just like that mindless parody well yeah, yeah. you know Last summer in our city, last summer, because Canada found, they found a bunch of bodies of Indigenous children from residential schools, right? You know, so a year ago, our city was covered in orange, right? The skyscrapers had orange lights on them, you know, everybody was wearing orange t-shirts, right? You know, you drive down those same streets today and it's blue and blue and yellow, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, they just pick the next thing, right? Next year, I'm sure it'll be, you know, purple for something or, you you know, it's... You know, it's it's funny, but we draw like it's probably because we live in a major city, right? Like there's like two million people here, right? Um, yeah, and what like ten buildings downtown right now are blue yeah, and yellow, and, and like there's a bridge right now that's and... lit blue and yellow. <laughs> I live like, in, you know, in the Empire in State in Building, the, a farm town in Massachusetts, and there are people with I stand, you know, little post-it signs in their yard and it's like guys the same people who had the black lives matter you know last summer Mm -hmm. and before that it was trust science and you know they're just good followers and and i i respect that in a sense i mean if you're gonna just obey your master blindly hey more power to you yeah 
Yeah. These people are dangerous, though, because the masters can always say that it's guys like us who, who do the alternative podcasts. We are the dangers. They can always say we're yeah. the bad guy. And, and then the followers will come after and destroy us. You know, the followers aren't going to think about if we're the bad guys or not. They're just going to have an enemy and come and get us. Yeah, but from what I've seen, those followers, <clears throat> I like my chances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're weak. They're flabby. They're, yeah, they're not fighters. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah dude. Us a thousand to one, though. It's dangerous. True, <laughs> true. It's like, hey, it's like a, it's like a pack of lion hunting pugs, right, Ryan? Yeah, it is. It is. But the thing is, though, those pugs, to use that analogy, they're not going to fight you head on. They're going to do exactly what they're doing right now. You know, they had the the right who is all about guns and all about, you know, man, we can fuck up all these cucks and we can do all this and that and the third. They they know that, you know what I mean? And they're not they're not going to fight us. They're not going to cause a revolutionary war. What they're going to do is they're going to start the Ministry of Truth. Um, yeah. You know, they're going to do all these things where, you know, they're subverting the, you know, they had the whole right believing that the Democratic Party was falling apart last year. It looks stronger than ever right now, man. And, and you know, this yeah. whole narrative that they're going to get wiped out in the 2022 election. I really don't believe it. I, I, I mm. will see. No, I don't. And I'm not a big, uh, you know, Republican. I, I do consider myself more conservative. I'm not a Republican Party supporter anymore at all. Um, but I would say that um, I think that it's a healthy balance when you get a little bit of a right versus left instead of a left versus farther left, which is it seems like that's what right. we're seeing right now. Um, I don't know, man. You know, it, it's going to be shady. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how things work out over the next couple of years. Um, but I think each month, I think we're going to be getting something coming at us harder and harder, dude. I don't think well, it's going to no be... Different. That's no different than in Canada here, Ryan. It's just left arguing. Oh, sure. Farther I, left. I mean, yeah. And it's, New Zealand, I'm sure, too. You know, there, there's... It's, it's worldwide. They're just... They're trying to fight on who can outleft each other, right? Yeah, like, I mean, look, yeah, there's not one France. government. Yeah. It's also much a left versus right thing. Yeah, right? France. How did the... Sorry. Go ahead. It's more of a it's more of a globalist versus nationalist thing rather than left. That's exactly it. Yeah, Absolutely. no, you're so right. You're so so right. Mm -hmm. Yep. But the the thing is that they're they're trying to put it as a distraction where it's right versus left. Yeah. I think that it might have been you and me actually that talked about this, Vince. They want the right going against the left, so it's not the bottom going against the top. They want a revolution. They want a civil war right. so that to avoid a revolution. Yeah. That's um. Yeah. Well, that was us, huh? We we mentioned yeah. that I think in we our episode. Yeah. It, it's. It's just crazy that more people don't see it, though, you know, and it's not going to be like I said, dude, it's going to get fucked up. There's not one government yeah. that, that's getting uh, more conservative. They're all getting more more liberal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a physical war. Well, yet, but I think it'll definitely be a culture war. Well, Actually, it is right. now. It's already a culture um, war. And they're going to attack with like information and propaganda and media and it's gonna get just really dystopian and yeah twisted. but if, if we and, and we've only seen the uh, the tip of the iceberg apparently i mean if they're now bringing in this ministry of truth which is kind of ironic because uh oh shit what was it about the the you know our that wonderful looking woman what's her name jankowitz or whatever her her name was yeah new, nina oh nina <laughs> yeah the frau Fuhrer uh she <laughs> had posted about uh one of these you know situations that ended up getting debunked and proved to be false news 
the, the biggest spreader, my point is the biggest spreaders of misinformation is the government and the news agencies right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like fact checkers, right? I mean, now we have a department of fact checkers, basically. With with badges, your tax dollars going to that shit. Oh my gosh! And now the same people who believe that men can have babies, the same people who are going to be telling <laughs> us what's true and what's not true, what's misinformation and what's disinformation, and what we're allowed to think. They, and they there's more genders down, and two down genders and all this male stupid female, nonsense shit. Yeah. Like here's the thing: these are the same people that tell you <laughs> there's more than two genders, but they tell you to trust science. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, that that blows my mind. You like, know, as a as a woman, I find it absolutely insulting that you know a guy can take estrogen and look me in the face and say he's had the same life as me. I I find it an absolute insult. Yeah. Like, okay, you know that they so, think that they think being a woman is lipstick. That they think being feminine is you know this. I I consider, um, I did we did a podcast with with Davey a long time ago, like probably in the fall. And I brought in my theory about the amount of transgenderness. And I think it's fetishizing. I think the men that transition just fetishize femininity. And I have witnessed it with women of women fetishizing gay men. So yeah. I think these yeah. are the people that transition and I see this shit everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and it everywhere. doesn't help all the hormones that are pumped into our food and, and things like that well, and, and the propaganda right. that's well, the fact put that, into and the porn too. Heads. I think I think porn's I think porn's a, a huge problem too because porn you know, and programming, you have kids, right? Yeah. All all you have television. kids that you have kids that have seen more porn in their like you know 15 years of life than some of us have seen in our entire lives, mm -hmm. right? You know, how does not seeing this stuff consistently not mess with your brain i just enjoy that there's no uh advertisements in the middle of porn at all like you can just watch the full scene play out and they don't get like a break for like black rock or something <laughs> hey you guys you guys got it made when i was a kid you had to pay for porn everything's free now magazines yeah, right yeah. everything was pay man i mean they didn't even have the internet when i was like a youngster so yeah you, you had to go find like playboys and shit or go find and VHS watch, or horror, did you have to watch like uh you know um like the old jason movies so you could see boobs <laughs> oh no oh, the, yeah. best, the best was on the old tvs like squiggle porn yeah you could watch like yeah. the, the we called it the snow porn and it was just like the yeah. fuzzy <laughs> kind of background but every now and then you'd catch a boob or you'd see an actual face and yeah but that, and you have to close see, you your ended eye, up normal you though you, you ended up normal if you had if you had had access at that age to unlimited internet porn you'd probably be a pretty twisted person right now because with the amount of porn addiction they say you just go down like even darker and darker porn and oh stuff. i can and only imagine really yeah it gets really messed up like like i've talked to women who've had men try to do some pretty bad stuff to them in, in bed right because of things that they've seen in porn right and it's you know i know we're kind of laughing about well, it well they normalize it right i mean they problem. make it yeah. seem like it's normal it's, when it's it's and it's a problem for it's a problem for both both genders too right like it's a problem for women too there was a study done that like something like girls under 10 were like shaving their privates because they had seen porn right like that's fucked up that's really really fucked well up. their barbies are that way too so you can blame barbie yeah yeah, barbie, yeah you can go as probably. far as you want I actually like when a girl wants me to spit in her mouth. I think that it's nice. You know what I mean? It's a fun <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, you know, 
I guess now I got a different. Now I'm thinking a little differently of you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, it is just a funny. I, I think it's just think it's a funny concept. But um, yeah, no, I I definitely agree though that people are gonna get more and more fucked up as as technology evolves because this VR stuff. You know, they're doing that now too. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do. You can watch VR porn too. I know. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. VR porn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's just so fucked. So up. crazy. So yeah, you're gonna, gonna be pretty soon. Real you're gonna sex be in, in a little room with a VR glasses and a flashlight, and they'll feed. They'll give you three meals a day, and that's it. There you go. Well, what about same thing with uh, with deep faking, right? Like, there's this line with deep faking where they can actually have an adult woman film film a sex scene, and they can make her look ten years old, and that's can be legal. Yeah, that's fucked up. I will That's... say I have I, I have seen AOC deep fakes and <laughs> I have uh, sat my wiener down and I've given it a serious talking to uh, with those because it's, <laughs> they are interesting. Oh, They're very gosh, good. AOC. Oh, AOC. Guilty That's not the one where literally. she bangs Trump, is it? No, there is one, though, where she sucks Trump's dick. Yeah. Oh, it's so my funny. God, dude. Really? I yeah. think I'd hey, they got do that and listen to her talk. <laughs> well, me too. That's why it's great. It's like a hate, a hateful thing. But no, they have like uh, Condoleezza Rice and Nancy Pelosi, and and they have that one out of Hawaii too, um, uh, Gabbard. They got like all these oh, yeah. people, dude. It's wild, it, and and they look real. It's crazy. It it's really yeah, crazy. That's scary um, if they do that with kids, right? Like that's that. Yeah. That's when it gets really, really yeah. scary and uh, like wrong, right? Like I guess mm-hmm. if the movie industry wants to use like like they did for the Mad like for the Boba Fett show, like if you guys saw that, how Luke Skywalker looked in it, it was absolutely insane, right? Like I think only movies should be allowed to use that technology, right? Because if you let porn companies do that and you let you know that can, can go down a it very goes dark down path, a dark right? road and sure yeah, you know and like i know it's not harming an, a, a real child right but you know society society is is like making child sex stuff more and more okay as time goes on right you know a celebrity is canceled for being accused of sexually assaulting a woman but we have people who have been accused multiple times of molesting people as children and no one fucking bats an eye right it's well, and to that point, I wonder what they do with the uh, the like the twenty three and me's of the world and things like that. If they take like if if a really attractive man or a really attractive female were to send in their DNA, and these elites can be like, yeah, I want a clone of him or her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, they, they did that actually. I don't know. Yeah. Did you watch? Uh, this was a couple of years ago. They did that on. Um, oh, what show was that? American Horror Story. They they did one on the apocalypse and basically with the 23 and me, they took people whose DNA seemed good to repopulate the world. Yeah, yeah. They took, the, they took those people, put them in bunkers underneath. Right. And that's how they found mm-hmm. these people yeah. were some 23 and me tests. So, what, so which, like that. Remember what season that was Shayla? Yeah, that was apocalypse. 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 That okay. was that season. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I wanted Fraser to do a 20, I wanted Fraser to do a 23 and me test because his, his grandfather was adopted. So we don't know fully what, what nationality Fraser is here, but he's I like, I can't have no. the government have my DNA. He's like, maybe, they, maybe I'll just have my sister do it. So <laughs> yeah. You gotta DNA. be careful. You know, there was that theory um, that Celeste Solom brought forward too, where like, you know, anytime you give your DNA, they could use your blood uh, unknowingly or knowingly in like a satanic like sacrifice or a satanic ritual where they do blood oh, sacrifices. Man. Oh God. So it's just <laughs> I just had a blood test today. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, the Red Cross would be a part of that, too. So and I wonder if that's why some people have like the the mental trauma and like the the, the um, you know, what, what's the big thing? Mental health is a big focus right now. And I wonder if so many people are fucked up because one of their clones is like being put through the ringer somewhere. But you know what I mean? Like, who knows, <laughs> oh, dude? Man, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if we're going to get weird, let's fucking get weird. <laughs> Dark magic, right? So what is your clone yeah. doing right now, Ryan? Mm. I'm trying to figure out. I don't out. have one, dude. I've I've never given my blood, probably watching an AOC deep fake, to be honest, but I've never, <laughs> I've never put any blood anywhere. Dude. Never had never any kind of blood DNA. to your doctor. Like you nope. never had a blood test. The closest thing I've had is a, as a throat swab for strep throat. Never had a blood test. Oh gosh. Yeah, there's a copy of you somewhere then. No, I've had, do- no, this is scary. I've had like dozens of blood tests. I just had one today. Okay. So like I might have a shit ton of clones then. Oh gosh. And I gave like three vials today. There was like three of them. So I don't Jeez, know how many they, they take so take. much. Yeah, they were dude. There was I, one time yeah. I did it. They took uh it was that it was a dozen vials. I was like like starting oh, to my see gosh. stars. They took so much blood out at God. one point. I'm like, enough oh, already. Gosh, you know it's many more. <laughs> you know, hey, it's Matt, real... you have some clones too. Oh, I guess sure. now now that you said yeah, that, now. thanks a lot. <laughs> I know I now I feel like I need to like clean myself or something that's really (laughs) disturbing to think about oh my god yeah speaking of blood things and and all this weird shit there's some real white trash tucson shit that i can tell you about that we used to do i've never done it but my friend from i used to work at this breakfast restaurant and this dude would always go in on his birthday and donate plasma because they give you money for it and you're also kind of like low on blood so he would get extra fucked up when he would drink (laughs) So he was low on blood <laughs> and he would get paid and he would go spend it on booze, dude. That is some white trash. Oh, oh my gosh. It's an entrepreneur. Uh, well, okay, that's the West. So, you know, it's it's just as trashy here. We're just a few, like, you know, we're just a couple. I thought it was so on. funny, dude. Yeah, Fuck, that's that's hilarious. How much did he get paid? Do you know how much he got paid to do that? I think he get like 50 bucks for plasma. That's, that's like nothing for booze. Damn, that's like a 12 pack and a half. Well, I mean, you could buy some vodka. You know what I mean. It depends how you're buying it. If you're trying to buy primo shit, you know, you could buy some. Yeah, well, uh, Ryan in Canada, pop-off. a bottle of vodka is like minimum twenty five dollars. Really, That's we can get them for six bucks here. Yeah, yeah no, no, yeah, it's, no, it's no. taxed um, to hell here. <laughs> and I'm sure mm. our New our New Zealand friend, it's probably even more expensive. Uh, Canada is ridiculously ridiculously expensive for alcohol, like. I've seen those big like jungle juice things where people like just pour like 50 bottles of booze with all the mix and stuff yeah. here. It would be thousands of dollars. Thousands That's like winning dollars. the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, like what's Frazier got beer today. He yeah. got three big cans and I think we paid $20 for it. Yeah. Where, wow. so when we go, when we go to the States and we go into like, well, you guys can, we, you can actually buy beer in a grocery store. You can't do that in Canada, but when we oh, go to gas stations here. Yeah. Oh, we're just like, holy shit. When I was in Vegas, when I was in Vegas a couple of years ago, I bought like a 60 ounce and a 20, a 24 ounce. And I was like, holy shit. It was only, I spent like under $30 for all that booze. It'd be like a hundred dollars <laughs> worth of booze in Canada. Damn. Like, That's wild. How much is stuff up there in New Zealand? Is it, is yeah, it well, expensive they- or cheap? We got the same deal as in Canada. They try and uh, discourage people from drinking too much booze or smoking too much tobacco by putting the taxes up real high. 
So we got uh, booze isn't too bad. Like uh, Shayla said, twenty five dollars for a bottle of vodka. That's probably that's the cheap stuff, though. The cheap stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's probably pretty similar to New Zealand. But uh, with the tobacco oh. in New Zealand, you're looking at paying probably twenty five US dollars, thirty US dollars for a pack of twenty five cigarettes. Here's wow. fifteen. It's about fifty. It's about fifteen here now. I think for I don't I don't know if that's like the cheap. I don't. We don't smoke, right? But um, yeah, it's. About fifteen to maybe eighteen dollars Canadian. It for- sounds crazy, but I can't tell you that it's bad logic, man. You know, it just sucks that that tax dollars are going to the fucking government, which are poisoning you in other ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like you know, you're not going to give your cigarette to a you know if you're eighteen or twenty one or whatever the age is, you're not going to give a cigarette to a sixteen year old or a fourteen year old to try it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I pay um, like I pay taxes. I like if I want to smoke if I want to smoke two packs of cigarettes a day, like that, I'm entitled to that choice, right? Yeah. You know, if you got the money, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you, you know, it's like a matter of choice, right? Like, you know, I know they always throw around the idea of possibly taxing like fast food or like junk food, giving them like the tax that you give like liquor and booze, right? Which is like, I don't know if that's even a right decision either, right? Like, if you're going to, you know, suddenly tax McDonald's, like, yeah, because what are they going to do? They're just going to raise, but also like, well, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, so I'm going to go tax because basically, you know, you give a homeless guy 10 bucks, right? And he goes to McDonald's and buys freaking three burgers. You're going to tax that guy. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to come from is people like that, people in poverty, right? Yeah. Like, well, no, McDonald's know, like, isn't going to feel any of that. They're going to jack up their prices. It's going to go back to the consumer. No, it's for, for consumers, right? And that's so, like, that's people the way do, the circle works. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it's really it's fucked up. And even cannabis, too, they, right? they just, they just raised the taxes of cannabis too in Canada. Um, yeah. I work, I, I actually work in the cannabis industry. What's the um, rate there? Oh my gosh. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, one, one joint goes anywhere between $4 and like $10 depends. The yeah, tax. Well, our, our ta- Cause we got 20. Our, it's not that expensive here. It's just, it's a 20% tax yeah. on it, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't think of what it is off the, off the top of my head but, i think uh, for like i mean for for an eighth you know like three grams three and a half grams it's you know anywhere from 45 to 60 bucks yeah i think a half that like that's probably pretty similar because i think you can get of like the cheaper shit like a half ounce for around 130 bucks i think i think we, it's we're so more crazy edibles. though because you you can go buy from like a friend and, and like, I mean, it's $10 a gram pretty much all the way up. You know what I mean? So you're paying $35 an eighth versus the 50. Yeah. I mean, that was old school prices. Like I I'm, you know, I'm 31. I didn't even smoke till after I graduated high school. And we would like, we would get real excited when we could find an eighth for 40 bucks. You know what I mean? Oh, that's what um, I do now, Ryan. I, I am, I am signed up at all, like on the mailing list of all the local dispensaries. And luckily I'm around an area where there's multiple colleges. So there's a lot of dispensaries and they just send oh, nice. out all these flyers. And like every now and then you can get like an ounce for under 200 bucks, you know, it's like, ridi- but it's ridiculous. Though. Like, where we live, um, where we live, there's like certain pot shops where like the same pack of gummies, edible gummies are like $9 for the one pack, 20 milligrams, right? Mm-hmm. We go drive a little bit farther and the discount one says, sells the exact same one it's for like $4. Three or four bucks. It's so like I tell people, I'm like, do not like at least here, do not just go into a random pot shop and trust that that's like the standard prices because mm. some of them are just 
skyrocket high. And I think they just hope people will pay price because we did for a while. We assumed that's what they cost. And then somebody's like, no, no, go to this pot shop. We started going to that one. We're like, shit, it's like everything's like half the price, right? So mm-hmm. I don't Crazy. know. Who knows? Um, Canada's now talking about potentially uh, legalizing like psychedelic drugs. Yeah, psilocybin in particular. Yeah, Yeah. because uh, there's a lot of research out there that shows that psilocybin in particular is of use for uh, traumatic stress disorders and Mm -hmm. for existential anxiety, like end-of-life anxiety in particular. Johns Hopkins University has been studying this for a while. They've found that uh, people who are anxious because they've got a terminal illness and are about to die, uh, their suffering can be alleviated to an extremely large degree by application of psilocybin. And yeah. you think about it, though, psilocybin has been used as a spiritual sacrament by Indo-European people for thousands of years. So it's really it's part of our it should be part of our culture, really. Absolutely. It's a very like a very mystical, spiritual thing. Like I've only done mushrooms probably like eight, nine times. And there have been a couple of times. Uh, one time I got terrified, but it passed and I was OK. But a couple of times it's like you see like connections and things. You see patterns you didn't see see all kinds of colors you can't quite name it's unbelievable yeah yeah mm. i've got a good video talking about it on my bitchute channel there's actually a video where i talk about my first experience of psilocybin mushrooms and that was on about seven grams so that was a very strong dose oh we'll have to we'll have to check that out i'd be interested in checking that out yeah yeah sure. if you go to the go to the vjm publishing my initials vincent jamie mcleod if you go to vjm publishing on uh yeah. BitChute, I've just got a few videos, but one of them is me talking about that first ever psychedelic mushroom trip and and what I experienced on that trip. It was it was quite amazing because it totally totally rechanged my mind and it totally yeah. reorientated my attitude to existence. You know, like I wow. had to through, I had to think through everything I believed again after after that psychedelic experience. Yeah, it was awesome. That's amazing. It, yeah, the that's the power of psychedelics is amazing. I mean, that's one of the things, yeah. one of the first things I did, you know, after my separation was, uh, was have a mushroom trip, you know, by myself. <laughs> and it yeah. was such a powerful experience, you know, so many things that I can't even really describe, but it was what I needed yeah. at that time. You know, it was almost yeah, yeah. like, it was like a, a something to push you ahead or to show you, listen, keep going. Don't worry about it. You know, move on. Yeah, and I th- think it was uh, Terrence McKenna who said it's like the mushroom talks to you. And I totally understand what that means. Yeah. yeah but it's like, like they're not literally talking to you. It's it's a, like a different thing. It's 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 hard it's to a conversation sure. in your well, head like without having a conversation in your head, right? It's 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 your it's just a right. weird. It's a whole lot of things going on, but nothing's really going on. You're just in the experience. You're in the now, so much yeah. that you're you're really going within. Do you think the incredible- psychedelic realms are real or like? real yeah. on some level or do you think it's just mind well, manifest kind of like dmt right because does dmt not take you completely out of the out of this realm right right yeah dmt does dmt takes you out of this physical realm it actually puts you in a place that feels more real than this i mean that, that might sound crazy it probably does sound crazy but if you smoke dmt you can find yourself aware of a world that feels more real than this material that's insane. world and that's Amazing. yeah that's wicked. it's one of those things that's i, I want to try it we we want to try it that's something yeah. I, i've never done mushrooms though so i feel like i need to try mushrooms the, before i try DMT. the weirdest I'll one i did was that, yeah. salvia 
that was a crazy <laughs> knockout. Oh, that's like experience. fucked I, up, though. I couldn't even yeah. understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I wouldn't even fuck with, I've never tried that, and I never will, dude. The salvia shit. I, yeah. I'll never fuck with that. Nah, yeah, salvia's yeah, just weird. That's out of yeah, my Yeah, there's grade. credible evidence about, you know, back to the mushrooms. There's isn't there pretty credible evidence that it came from like outer space? And for the people that don't believe in in outer space, I mean, like it's just a space theory. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't really fully get behind the whole idea of space is fake, but um just the idea I think they were that I think they were created for a purpose. Like I think, you know, whether you want to call it God or a creator, right? I I think they were made for that purpose for us mm-hmm. to have spiritual awakening awakenings to understand the world we live in, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think they were I don't think they have those properties by pure accident. There's, I think that would be not, impossible. There's not many things on this whatever we're on that are here by accident. That's accident. Yeah. You yeah. Know, no, it is intentional creation. It is, you know, sacred geometry. It's it's all perfectly created. And the only ones screwing it up, unfortunately, are us. So yeah. you know it's, it's maybe that's why we're in like this might sound a bit far out, but maybe the reason why the world right now is so fucked up is because we're meant to take these drugs and we're not. Like yeah, we're well, meant to get in tune with those things. If you go back to ancient Greece, they had what they called the Eleusinian Mysteries, the mystery schools, where the participants would drink a substance that they called a kaikion, which was a mix of psychedelic drugs that probably had magic mushrooms in it, probably had psilocybin in it. So if you right. go back to ancient Greece, you see that it's actually part of their culture every single year to get together. All of society gets together and they have one communal psychedelic trip. And I think that really tuned them into the nature of reality. And that's why in ancient Greece, you had so many great philosophers because they're really. God, imagine if we did that today, though. Yeah. In the United States. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking fighting. Well, that's why. That's why I like young guns. They go out and take that mushroom trip and they're out there, man. And some of them are freaking yeah, out well, and some of them are just enjoying it. Well, isn't that what Native Americans did when you were like, as a man, if you came of age, right? They gave you yeah, freaking peyote, peyote, peyote yeah. and then the tribe moved forward and you yeah. had to find your way, right? That's a yep. very long acting one, like a 14 hour experience too. And then you got to find, you got to track the camp down, but they yeah. did that for a purpose, right? A, for spiritual awakening and B, yeah. to make sure you actually have the tools. You can fucking hang. Yeah. 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 Make sure you can hang. Yep. Well, dude, you know, I didn't yeah. know that about that, Vincent, but I don't, I don't. I wonder how that would scale at a massive society, like a population the size of the United States. See, that's the thing. None of these things scale. Government doesn't scale. I don't think that mass uh, psychoactive trips or anything like that could scale. Um, I think it would be fucking chaos oh, if everyone dude. in the United States took. You imagine uh, I think, imagine these I think mask they would have- wearers tripping right now, right? <laughs> I mean, oh they would talk think, about like, how like, crazy of a world shit, that yeah. is. You got a bunch of zombies. You know, that that is the zombie it apocalypse. Takes, That's it. It would right only there. take a Give table. them psychedelics to the mass folks. It would only take a tablespoon. It would only take a tablespoon of acid <laughs> in a city's water supply to get the entire freaking city like just stoned. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. you yeah. know, I think the government or like they would have to screen people to make sure that they're mentally sound to be able to handle such an experience. Oh, they're some not. People, That's the whole joy of it. Some people That's just the can't zombie apocalypse. It. Yeah. 
That's why, because they'll be foaming, they'll be freaking out. It's that's that's and they the won't perfect. have TikTok either. They'll TikTok TikTok will shut down for that day, so they'll have no like TikTok, no internet. Oh please, the phone will scare just... the shit out of them. When you're tripping like that, oh, you would yeah. not want to see that oh, black yeah. mirror right there. That thing would scare you to death. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they'd love it, man. They'd love it. They they would it's come so... out of it okay because they would come out of it better people, and they would know the government's lying, and they would kind of start to figure shit out. Yeah. But and the time being, they'd be horrified. We already have a, a mass psychoactive ritual at scale. Every weekend, people drink booze. You know, yeah. just about every weekend, most people get on the piss, and and um, that's chaos. You know, that's chaos. That's, yeah. that's that's disaster. You know, I think if we would do shrooms once a year instead, I think it would be relatively peaceful in comparison I to yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because booze is just a socially acceptable psychotic episode. Yeah, people don't go home and yeah. beat up their beat their wives and children when they're high on pot no. or mushrooms, no, right? No but way. people, yeah, do I that can't people have ever, ever gotten in a fight when I was stoned. No. People have no. plenty of times though. People have so many. I mean, and there's actually there's more studies coming out, and I'm not against weed at all, but there's proof that now like more and more heart attacks are linked to mar- uh, marijuana use. Um, people do have psychotic breaks using marijuana, mm. believe it or not. It absolutely yeah. happens. And it happens pretty darn regularly. Um, I know that I was actually like a worse person when I was smoking all the time. That's just me personally. That right. just means that it didn't work for me. It works for a mm-hmm. lot of people. But I, I do get real skeptical of the broad brushing of like weed is just better than alcohol or alcohol is yeah. worse than shrooms or whatever. You know, different shit works for different people, dude. Like if you give fucking riddle in, to well, someone that doesn't mm-hmm. need it, the they, only reason why alcohol is a... right is just because it is toxic to your body, also, right? Sure. I mean, sure, alcohol well, does so many damaging. It does things nerve damage. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and I know too. what's that? Liver damage for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, brain, it fucks brain your brain body damage, up. right? It, brain. I mean, it does all sorts of things. It's it's addictive. It does, you know, it's, it has the same property. I was saying, in general, there are levels to this though right like and i know you were going on with sure. the adderall and that's a good example right there because that that one oof. yeah dude if you give it to someone that needs it it helps them and if you give it to someone that doesn't it fucks them up you know what Turns i mean into a crackhead. Um, people yeah. say yeah dude, people say like you know cannabis has been around since the dawn of time so is alcohol dude it really has you know yeah. what i mean like people mm-hmm. cavemen were using this shit you know what i mean they put a bunch of weed in a basket and supposedly it rained and then it sat there for a while and someone drank it and got fucking drunk you know what i mean and like that's where it started so i mean this who knows what was around first sure weed grows naturally everything in moderation yeah everything yeah, in man. moderation because whatever i works. can see there was a point where i was having a lot of cannabis like a lot all the time and you know it starts to fry your brain right you know you start feeling like less less of a productive person right so it's something to be enjoyed for sure and it has its benefits right pain benefits right among many other things but moderation right because you know i don't want to be couch locked a fucking zombie 24 7 right and if i was smoking pot all day that would be me for sure without a doubt right you know i want to be a productive member yeah, one society, thing about, at least some of the time. One thing about cannabis, though, is that you've got a number of different psychoactives. Like in the case of alcohol, you've only got alcohol. Alcohol is the only psychoactive. But with cannabis, you've got THC and you've got CBD, for example. I don't like these super high THC strains because I do find that they fry me a bit. So I yeah. like to have weed that's got a bit more CBD in it. You know, I've got I actually I actually prefer the low strength strains. 
because I find them yeah, much, they're definitely more mellow for sure. Much more mellow, yeah, more enjoyable, you know. So yeah. high well, I would for a blast, but um, if I want to smoke it, like if I want to have say three or four joints in a night, I have to smoke the high CBD stuff and just be more yeah. relaxed, you know. Yeah, dude. See, this is why I really like talking to events because like you bring up good points. Um, and I don't agree with all of them, but it's a really fun conversation, dude. Because yeah, yeah. I, I would say, why do different alcohols give people different levels of drunkness or give people different effects? I think that there are multiple things in alcohol. You know, with gin, there's a bunch of botanicals in Bombay, right? Yeah. Um, this what is do they going say to say about women in lemon gin, right? What do they say about women in lemon gin? Yeah. What I don't know. What do they say? <laughs> that uh, lemon gin makes their panties fall off. Okay. Oh, I thought it was tequila. Um, uh, but yeah, it's lemon see, gin and tequila. I've heard for both. <laughs> there you go. But we I mean, like, so there's different things. You know, lemon te- gin sponsor then for this podcast. There you go, dude. <laughs> but you know, I mean, uh, tequila comes from the blue agave, right? There's there's clearly some some uh, healing properties to that plant, right? And then you also have like whiskey, which is just fucking rednecks made that in the you know if we're also, talking about bourbon, absinthe too. That's got sujon yeah. in it, which is like a different psychoactive drug. Yeah, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, I do agree that that weed is definitely better for a lot of people. Um, but I mean, I, I would say, dude, and even freaking Jägermeister, it's got an opiate base in it. You know what I mean? So right. there oh, are yeah, different. So gross too. Ugh. It's horrible. It's bad. I, but oh I, I have. I drank it when I was sick one time, and it freaking healed me up pretty quick. I, I got si- last, I got better. Like the last time I had Jäger, I think I took a shot of it, and then my friend was pushing me into a cab. That's the next thing I remember <laughs> after doing Jäger. That might have been my twenty. No, might have been my twenty first or my twenty second birthday. Can't remember which one. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I had a Jaeger and then I was in a cab. That's the next thing I remember. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's like I said, I think uh, different things work for different people, man. My mom yeah. takes Xanax. You know what I mean? She was prescribed them. She doesn't take them for fun. Um, but she used to have real bad panic attacks when I was a kid, man. Xanax really worked for her. And dude, she's a fucking productive member of society, dude. You know what I mean? Um, my dad doesn't need anything. He drinks his booze. Man works fucking like 20 hours a day, dude. I'm not even kidding, you know. And yes, it's computer work, but I don't understand how he's as old as he is and he works as hard as he freaking does. And then he goes golfing on Sundays and he works on everyone's vehicles, you know, everyone that, oh that he knows. Um, you know what I mean? So I mean, guy. like it, your dad's the man. Shout out to your oh, he's alpha. A G, dude. Yeah. He's Total a G. I'm gonna get him on the debaters some night. He he was supposed to come on one night, but he bailed because he was probably fucking working. But you know, that's how it is, dude. <laughs> It's why you ended up so good, Ryan. You had a good father. There's oh, a lot boy. Of good... I, I fell far <laughs> away from that tree, but I, I, I do try to be as <laughs> well, close to him as I can. He was an influence, right? You know, he was there. Oh, right? yeah. if, you, if, you, if you had had a different father, then you might have ended up a lot worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. He they gave me too much freedom. And so I kind of just turned up this way, you know. <laughs> I'd be proud that you're my you know, my, my... not too shabby. <laughs> My, my dad, was, my dad was proud. You know, he listened to our episode, Ryan, and he's like, I'm so proud of you. You sound so good. I, I can't believe I, I raised somebody who's so articulate. I'm like, oh, dad, you're cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. My dad used to listen until I said one thing. I forget what it was. And he was like, oh, I, I, 
I just can't listen to it anymore. And I was like, hey, it's fine. You know, I don't yeah. really want you listening anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, Feel more inclined to watch your mouth if dad's listening. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Yeah. He's like a brother and a dad at the same time. So good shit. That's good to hear. Good. Stuff. Yeah. I don't want to knock alcohol because I worked as a barman for several years. Like, so I was a professional alcohol <laughs> seller and I know that alcohol can be really good, especially if people are a bit shy. Like um, in the in the Western world, there's a, quite a few people with like uh, mild levels of autism. If you're a bit autistic, a bit shy, then a couple of drinks can really improve the quality of your life. You know, that can really make you uh, bring out social a, a social side to you that you wouldn't otherwise have been able to show. So I don't right. I don't knock alcohol. I don't say alcohol's bad. You know, I just say it's less good than than weed for most people, in my opinion. Yeah. I would tend to agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard that about the autism. That's interesting. That's really yeah. No, it that is. is fascinating. But a lot of people with autism, they uh, they sort of live more inside their own heads a bit more, like they're thinking about their own thoughts and their own uh, emotions, and are not so much worried about what other people are thinking and feeling. And that's kind of um, antisocial, you know. So if they, some person like that drinks some booze and they start becoming more interested in what other people are thinking, that can produce a really good social environment. So I don't knock alcohol. You know, alcohol definitely got some uh, advantages. I don't yeah. drink personally for uh I have too many medical issues at the moment to drink. Yeah, yeah. I can take it or leave it, right? Like I think I think last year I drank maybe twice. Right. I, I don't think I've had a sip of alcohol since yeah. this entire year so far, right? And and I'm content that I'm content that way. You know, I oh, think yeah. my drinking right. days, I think they're be I think they're behind me, honestly. They're yeah. they're far behind me. Yeah, I hardly drink any alcohol now, but I still smoke a lot of weed because I find it just um, just hits the spot. You know, it just takes away that little bit. I'd of rather that. I'd I'd personally rather smoke a joint than uh, drink. Yeah, me too, by far. Right? Eh? Like I don't end up puking in the bathroom the next day. You know, you <laughs> yeah. don't. You know, like that's the thing. You, you, it's true. You don't though, right? Like, yeah. you know, like me, our favorite thing, <laughs> me and his favorite thing to do is take edibles and we watch South Park. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we laugh our asses off. Yeah, yeah. weed we is also um. Weed is also very good at at like letting you see the agenda behind shit. I just find oh, yeah. it a lot easier we, to when we like watch, it lifts that veil, you know. When we watch yeah. like whether it's South Park or any other like usually like short sitcom like that, we'll be watching it and we'll look at each other and we'll just be like, Did you did you just get that? Because <laughs> yeah. serious yeah. seriously, like they were making points about this like like shit going on now 20 years ago. And it yeah. blows my mind every time. I don't notice it as much when I'm of sound mind but when i'm high it's just yeah. <laughs> blow, blows my mind the entire time yeah you can see yeah. connections between things a little bit more easy i think so yeah. i think so and with, i think that's same with the mushrooms it's probably yeah, kind definitely. of why they were illegal for so long right yeah well it's yeah, probably don't we don't want see, people they don't want us to see the program connecting right? the dots too much you know <laughs> they want to keep us ignorant that's why they give us booze and and tobacco and television and all that sort of stuff and they keep the spiritual sacraments they keep those illegal so we can't have them can't get wise right you know there was one thing and it would actually be really fun to talk with you vince and uh sam pastor sam remember him matt yep because he has this really really interesting idea and i don't even think it's his idea he just was repeating this uh he's a very og type uh christian pastor i mean he doesn't pre preach in churches he uh i've listened to his episodes a, with you they're they're good he's a fucking g dude he he was uh kicked he's out of the country he lives in mexico now like a vigilante um, and oh. 
Wow. And it was not for touching kids like many priests and pastors. It was because he was speaking out against the government so hard. And he bashes on people that do that kind of stuff like the Vatican does. And um, he preaches in the jungles. He's been doing that since he started getting into Christianity. And he's just he's a he's a badass dude. I really like him. I haven't talked to him in a little while. I think he's mad that I took down our cartel episode um, because it was a little uh, sketchy. And I thought I was being followed. So, you know, I took that down. But um, so I, if I get to talk to him again, I'll have him on. But he was saying that marijuana is an illegal way to access the spiritual realm. And yeah. that's what he oh, says. Totally. And I've, I've asked that to a lot of stoners, you know, with Kim included. And um, sh- sh- I mean, I haven't had anyone say that they disagree, but a lot of people just don't have a problem with that idea of accessing the world of the spiritual world illegally. And I ask him what he thinks about wine and booze and all this stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, God gave us that. You know, that's just his theory. I would say God gave us weed, too. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it was uh, it was just an interesting thing. I never heard that, but I never really heard anyone dispute it in 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 a very efficient way. Well, a lot of Hindus still use cannabis for spiritual purposes, and they have done for thousands of years. Like there's still a lot of festivals in India where they drink bang. They call it bang. It's like a milk milkshake but it's got uh, cannabis in it so i suppose it's kind of like an edible and um, they have a lot of festivals in nepal where there's a lot of cannabis being smoked and they they understand that it's a spiritual sacrament that brings people in line with the divine again they understand that they never forgot that yeah there's another one um ayahuasca that's an interesting one that's orally active dmt isn't it Pretty much, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Last I've heard tea, right? Really interesting. Like DMT, but last few hours, yeah. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Whatever works for people, man, you know, whatever makes you a better person, makes you hate work a little less. Yeah. Amen <laughs> to that. Amen that's, to that. That's yeah. it. That's the word of the day right there. Uh, <laughs> guys, this has been awesome. This has been a great conversation. I didn't realize it's almost been two hours, which is long for the debaters, but I didn't even <laughs> notice. So we were having a good time. Um, go around. And if you want to, uh, you know, promote anything, feel free. Uh, Vince, we'll start with you. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in um, spirituality and the kind of insights into spirituality that you might get from uh, taking spiritual sacraments like cannabis and psilocybin mushrooms, you might be interested in my latest book, which is called Elemental Elementalism which you can get off Amazon. You can just go straight there and buy it. They'll post it out to you. And this book is basically a compilation of all the spiritual insights that I've had from using cannabis and psilocybin over the last 10 or 12 years. So it covers a lot of the topics that we just touched on today, but goes in real deep, real deep. So yeah, if I'm going to plug one thing from me, yeah, that's it. Buy my book, Elemental Elementalism. Elemental on your website. Yeah, you can find it on my website, um, Vincent Jamie McLeod, VJM vjmpublishing.nz you can find all my books on there elemental elementalisms at the top so um yeah it's, it's actually all the chapters are available for reading on free you can read them free just on the internet so you don't have to buy the book but uh, if you want to yeah elemental elementalism is a great read i will put all the links in there for you vince that's great man yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, i will be getting a copy of that as well excellent yeah, choice. yeah wicked yeah, he's got a great mind. It's an interesting conversation every time with uh, Vince. Oh, here. this is yeah. I, I love the your guys' conversation on on Dangerous World, and and this is yeah, this has been this great, been very- man. We'll, we will definitely have to get get you back on. This is awesome. Right, choice. Yeah, wicked. Cheers. Thank you. And uh, thank Shannon you very much. Frazier. 
So I don't, I don't really uh, post much conspiracy content, but if people want to follow me on Instagram, my name is Shayla Ben, S-H-A-Y-L-A-B-E-N. I post spiritual stuff, religious stuff. I post my weight loss journey if people are interested in watching that and seeing that. Um, but that's pretty much what I do for the most part. <laughs> yeah. And I'm uh, Fraser C96. Um, that would be F-R-A-S-E-R uh, underscore C96. On Instagram. Nice. All right. Yes, on Instagram. Oh, yes. I just yeah. like post uh, conspiracy content. Tartaria. Tartaria stuff. Uh, World War II, pretty controversial stuff too. Um, That's the fun stuff. Yeah, it's not your first score it's not is actually your first after account. C. We'll say right. that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty oh, yeah. um, out of this world stuff. <laughs> But funny, that one post that of Fraser's that got him into a lot of trouble with a bunch of people was a meme he, he posted about traditionalism and people got mad at him that he was promoting race mixing. Oh, yeah, I got a stern talking to him. From all people. his followers. Why are you promoting race mixing, bro? I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> race mixing? Yeah. Sounds like a fucking 4chan term right there. Is that yeah. what that is? I know. Vince? Yeah, it could be. Could Unreal. be. Unreal. Oh, I yeah, I dude. I couldn't believe that. Wild. Ryan, you got anything new to push? Any new uh, no, I was going to say, uh, Shayla, congratulations on your weight loss. That is fucking Thank awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, I, uh, I need to do the same, man. I really do. But it's just so hard. There's so much well, let's, food uh, out there. Let's message back and forth. I can give you some uh, some advice because, uh, you know, it's, uh, it wasn't super. I'm not, I'm not cheating my own heart. It, it wasn't the hardest thing I've ever done. So I definitely think you can. Uh, you can do it. And I have, oh, I can do it. I've lost most- 10 pounds since like a uh, freaking, you know, about a month ago or so. Um, yeah, but, but I need to want, keep going. Want- I need to cut back yeah. on the booze. I think that'll help. But um, can- the episode that I did with Vince, if anyone's interested in hearing about his other book, Clown World Chronicles, which was very interesting. It's 232 on my feed. Um, Matt, it's always so fun doing these, man. And I'm uh, I'm trying to promote your podcast more. Um, just because not only are these real fun, you get into a lot of topics I don't hear anywhere else on uh, your your main actual show uh, with the Great Deception. So it's just fun, man. It's uh, it's a cool little get together. Always different minds. You never know where the conversation is going. Um, so yeah, that's all I got to say. It's just a, it's always a great time, man. Really fun. No, I appreciate yeah, Matt, it. Man. I saw I'm your always video listening before to you, I got on here. I was like, yeah, that's so cool. Uh, and yeah, I want to add something new. Yeah, in my segment, and I'd, you know like what I mean? to, I'd like to try and do this live eventually too. You know, we see how long we can stay on. I'll create like a, a master debaters YouTube page, and we'll just see how long it stays up. And if we don't get strikes, it'd be awesome. It'd be cool to have that live too, and just let people interact. Yeah, I wonder where you'd go. I wonder if you'd have to go through Rockfin, but I don't know how that how that platform is now. You won't catch my podcast on Rockfin yeah okay well i don't know i don't know where to go i'm not man. a crypto guy so i don't want i'm not messing with the devil on that side you know dude i think that's the least of rockland's problems no, man. But yeah, we'll get like, into that i'm not messing with that to begin with like i've heard issues up down and sideways from there so they can have it i'm good i'm glad yeah. i never gave them any money i'm glad <laughs> yeah dude matt what about you i know you got stuff to plug man yeah i got 
uh, Instagram page, Great Deception Podcast, YouTube, Great Deception Podcast. Uh, just uh, bit you Odyssey. I'll eventually get to posting to them. I'm trying to figure out YouTube first and get that going, and then uh, we'll spread out. So uh, feel free to hit me up, DMs, whatever. Uh, I enjoy the interaction, and I appreciate you all for joining this. Uh, Always Jeez. my favorite night of the week. I enjoy talking to new people. Vince, it was great meeting you. Shaylin Fraser, it was great finally getting to see you face-to-face in the you virtual. You too, thank you. And as always, Ryan, everything. It's always a pleasure to be with you, my man.